the Dallin Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio. Our coverage of Dallin Catholic High School Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formalware. Thank you for supporting Dallin Catholic Sports on Iowa Catholic Radio. And good evening and welcome to the Johnson High School Gymnasium as we get set for girls and boys basketball tonight here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Mark Hamadale joined by Scott Babinat tonight. Welcome back, Coach, as we got Dowling and Johnston. Uh, these two teams played about 11 days ago. The rematch is tonight because it's a Central Conference game, and it's number one Johnston and number five right. Dowling. Welcome yeah. back. Well, thank you. Weren't we supposed to do this like four weeks ago? Yeah. <laughs> then it got snowed out, Yes. and that was the game you were supposed to be on, and yes. uh, it got snowed out and pushed back. Well, we'll get the rematch. Mr. Uh-huh. Devaney decided to go out of town, and he had a client that needed his attention, so understand that, and we brought you in, and We'll move Mr. Cataldo to the boys' game. He was just over there in that other gym watching uh, his son's team lose, this Dowling sophomore boys losing in the other, the B gym, and the Dowling JV1 under Coach Tom Downing, who losing here to the Johnson girls. So not a good start for no. Dowling teams here at the Johnson gym tonight, Coach. It, it actually just stretched out late in that game there. they had It was a pretty good game up until the last three or four minutes, so... Uh, it's good to be here tonight. These, this is a great matchup to have, and it is definitely something yep. to get you ready for playoffs. And as you look projecting the future, if you uh, take care of business and get to state, you have a chance to see this team again. Yeah, so. you, you certainly do to be in the state tournament. Now, uh, rankings uh, came out yesterday. Those aren't the final rankings, at least in Class 4A and 5A, which means the final rankings come out next Wednesday. Those will be the seedings for the teams okay. in state. So. If you're in the top eight, you know exactly where you're going to be, right. and that's where you'll be seated. I like how the girls' union does it. It's pretty simple. Right. Um, but uh, we did have the brackets come out. Dowling girls have a bye on Wednesday. Uh, that's the first round of the girls' 5A play this coming Wednesday, but the Maroons will play a week from tomorrow uh, against Ames at the Dowling gym at 7 o'clock. That'll be the Dowling girls. They advance to the semifinals in their region. Right. That's a long time to wait for a game and, uh, you know, preparing and keeping the kids focused and, you know, it's just it's a really tough thing for coaching staff to do, but I know that uh, uh, Kristen, Joel, and Audrey will have them going and working hard, and uh, there'll be a lot of conditioning early in the week and a lot of preparation. They don't take people for granted. They they really prepare their teams really well. Yeah, they certainly do, Coach, and uh, you look at Dowling's schedule. Of course, tonight it's number one Johnson here at the Johnson Gym, and then tomorrow afternoon they travel to Cedar Falls and they take on uh, the Cedar Falls Tigers at 3.30. Cedar Falls happens to be a three-seed in their region. They're, they were in the top ten, and then they kind of started losing games, and now they, they have a record of 12-7, and seven, so they're a three-seed. And that will be the Dowling Girls' final game. And then you mentioned they'll have seven days off until they face Ames uh, in, a, in a week. That will be Saturday, February 19th, taking on Ames at 7 o'clock at Dowling. Yeah, Eastern Iowa has been crazy this year, mm-hmm. hasn't it? Especially these last three or four weeks, the way people are knocking everybody off, and you thought things were going a certain way, and then – that, that's just gone nuts over there. And for Johnston, uh, they'll be in the same boat. This is their final game. They're going to have nine days off, and uh, they will face uh, Council Bless Jefferson uh, at 7 o'clock right here at the Johnston Gym on Saturday, February 19th. That'll be the semifinals. They advance the semifinal, being a number one seed. And they're awaiting the winner of the other side of the bracket. Sioux City North travels to Fort Dodge on Wednesday. The winner of that game faces Des Moines North, who's been a surprise this right. year. Haywood Boston's done a great job. The Polar Bears are 14-6. They're the two seed. 
in the number one uh, overall seeds region. So uh, you're looking at a Des Moines North versus Fort Dodge uh, possible matchup, and the winner will play Johnston here at Johnston on that uh, infamous Tuesday night of yes. regional final yeah. basketball. Yeah, Johnston's amazing. I've seen a lot of games uh, on huddle and, and different ways. They just they're just so complete if you watch them and. You know, I, I wrote down here, they're, they're probably the most complete team I've seen all year. Uh, they're sh- shooting, ball handling, rebounding, passing, size, quickness, balance. Uh, it's kind of hard to find that, uh, that chink in the armor, so to speak, to, to pick at and see if you can uh, get them to falter a little bit. But they've been really good this year, and obviously 20-0. and 0. And as we said a couple broadcasts we were together, is there's a reason why Johnson's number one in the state this year. No question about it. Let's take a look at some of the games going on tonight in the CIML. These are all girl-boy doubleheaders. The one team that isn't playing is Ames. They concluded their regular season, at least the girls have, uh, as they played Fort Dodge last night. It'll be a in the Central Conference, uh, Southeast Polk at Waukee. These are all girl-boy doubleheaders beginning at 6-15. Urbandale is at Valley. Ankeny Centennial at Ankeny. That'll be a shootout up there at Ankeny. Uh, Fort Dodge at Mesa City. Uh, Waukee Northwest travels to Marshalltown. Ottumwa is at Roosevelt. Lincoln's at Hoover in the boys' game. That'll be for first place. Yeah. And East at North. So those are look at some of the games tonight. Dowling, of course, the Dowling boys tomorrow will be in action also as they take on third-ranked Cedar Rapids Kennedy in a tournament going on at Linmar High School. And that game will start at 1 o'clock. The Dowling girls will travel to Cedar Falls tomorrow. They'll play at 3.30 against the Cedar Falls teams at, that is unranked and 12-7. and seven. So... Uh, that'll it's conclude a busy the schedule. It is. It's been a busy <laughs> week, busy time. We're going to take a break here on the pregame show. Mark Hamadill alongside Scott Babinat as we get set for Johnston, ranked number one in 5A, and Dowling, ranked fifth in 5A. Johnston undefeated at 20-0 on the year, and Dowling's record is now 16-4 in ranked fifth. We'll be back with the starting lineups when we return to the Johnston Gym tonight here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742, Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Welcome back to the Johnson Gym. Mark Hibadil alongside Scott Babinet as we get set for Dowling and Johnson tonight here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network as both teams on the floor in this top five Class 5A matchup. And, uh, Scott, before we go to the introductions, uh, what are some of your thoughts about the second round between Dowling and Johnson? If you look at the, uh, you know, the, the numbers from the first game, it was relatively even, but the Maroons couldn't make shots uh, when they needed to, ended up losing uh, – to the uh, to uh, Dowling end up losing to uh, Johnson on that uh, Monday night. 
57-41 as things kind of got away from them in the fourth quarter. They did, and as I, we talked earlier about Johnston and how solid they are, I just watching that game uh, last night again, you try to find gaps to close in a 16-point game, and obviously we're four short on the free throw side as far as makes, and then uh, turnovers and rebounding, minus seven on both of those. So that's something you can look at if you can cut those down. Typically, Dowling wants to get out and run. I'm not sure they want to do it with this team. They probably want to slow pace a little bit. But what they've got to do is they've got to make sure they get the shot they want. It's uh, much like uh, even Centennial the other night. It's like they get rushed because Johnson can get up on you and they can hug up on you on the perimeter because they have the size inside to protect the rim. So even if you beat them, the next thing you know is you're dealing with a six foot two Division One player right, right. waiting for you, saying, "Bring it, <laughs> I'm ready for it." And so it's like a lot of navigation, a lot of thought process. But they've got to be patient enough to get the shot they want, and then not rush that shot. And that those are ways you can close this gap. But it, it's really, it's it's really a big challenge tonight for Dowling. But it's a good growth uh, opportunity. And a, a great opportunity to see these girls just progress. One thing Coach Meyer uh, of Dowling mentioned at halftime when we visited with her, said, you know, our kids, we showed our experience at times against Centennial. Probably did it a little bit in the loss to Johnson uh, early or late uh, January. And this, you know, a group that is, yeah, you have a senior, you have a couple juniors, and then you have freshmen. First freshman off the bench, two freshmen off the bench in the mix, along with the, a freshman starter. So the inexperience may have caught up. And this is a Dowling team that will grow, but will be fast enough to come tournament time where you can compete against the level of the Centennials and the uh, Johnstons. Right. And what I'd like to see with Dowling is, you know, uh, Ava's carried this team as a leading scorer throughout the year on that side. Uh, you know, and Emma just on the rebounding side, but. You need uh, more of those players to step up and, and provide more scoring opportunity to get more balance there because when you do that, that really puts the other team back on their heels and, and you know, make them play from behind a little bit, see how they like that. And it's hard to play from behind against these really good defensive teams. It certainly is. And be careful of that crowd that's coming right at us here. <laughs> they, they, they belong in the other gym and they're letting them in here. I can't believe that. My goodness, look at that crowd. <laughs> Let's take a look, Scott, at our starting lineups as, once again, we're at uh, Johnson High School tonight. I want to thank everybody involved with our, our broadca- broadcast, including the athletic director, uh, Josh Toby, who's not here. He's accepted the athletic director position at Norwalk High School, so congratulations to Josh. He'll be here till July or till June 30th. But Melissa Cross is the acting AD tonight, along with uh, Randy Sparks, who helped us get set up here. And uh, we want to thank them, along with Tammy Nelson back in the uh, Johnson office. So we've got to recognize them. All right, let's take a look at the starting lineups for Dowling. The Maroons uh, come in with a record of 16-4. and four. They are ranked fifth in 5A. They've won five of their last nine games. Their losses are all to ranked teams as they started the season 11-0. and 0. And they will start uh, this lineup at one guard, Ava Zedeker, who Coach talked about. Ava, a 5'9 freshman, averaging the leading scorer for Dowling, averaging 13 points, leads the team with 38 made threes. She'll wear number 13. The other guard is Julia Moore, a 5'4 junior, leads the team in steals with 44, and she is a 5'4 junior, and she'll wear number 21. And the third guard is freshman Layla Tritton, a 5'8, and she averages uh, five points per contest and one of the leaders in steals with 15. She will wear number 45. At forward, Lauren Fredericks, 5'10 junior, and she... Uh, Averages six points a contest. And the center, Emma Gipple, 
First in rebounds in the state and in offensive rebounds in the state. Second in defensive rebounds. Emma's a 5'10 senior, averaging 9.5 points, 12.5 rebounds, which she leads the team in the state in, and has 23 blocks, which leads the team. The head coach is Kristen Meyer in her sixth year, 104 wins, 30 losses, assisted by Joel Danner and Audrey Faber. Dowling comes in averaging 51.5 points on offense, and they give up just under 38 points on defense. Now for the Johnston Dragons, they're undefeated. They are 20-0. They're ranked number one in Class 5A. They've won 37 of the last 38 games. Their only losses were to Waukee last year. They went 1-2 and two against Waukee, losing the title game. They'll start at one guard, Zoe Buchan, a 5-5 senior, shore number four. The other guard is Anna Gosling, a 5-7 senior, first in the state in free throw percentage. The other guard is Aliyah Riley, a 5-7 sophomore, Eileen Tankey, and Jada Jimpy. We'll take a break and come back with the start of tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Ryan, president of Dowling Catholic High School, and welcome to another season of exciting Dowling High School basketball. We are proud to be partners with Iowa Catholic Radio, not only broadcasting basketball, but also being partners in preparing Christ-centered leaders for life. Go Maroons! Hello, my name is Father Ryan Andrew, and I'm the chaplain at Dowling Catholic High School. Let us pray for the coaches, players, and trainers for this athletic competition. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for all your gifts. We ask you to bless all those involved in this athletic competition tonight. We ask that you keep them safe, and that they all show good sportsmanship. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen. All holy men and women, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Gymnasium. Alongside Scott Babinet, I am Mark Amadale. Thank you for joining us. Our final girl-boy doubleheader of the regular season tonight. The boys and girls teams from well, Class 5A and the CIML branch out. They'll be going on their own separate ways. Dowling boys have a week left. So do the Johnson boys. I have uh, uh, some games lined up. Dowling and Johnson girls, they'll be playing in the tournament next Saturday, a week from tomorrow. They'll open up tournament play. So the last doubleheader of the season, uh, Scott Babinet. It's gone so fast, hasn't it? it I has. mean, just, you know, like I was telling you, I missed this season. Part of it, you know, just on the day-to-day stuff. But, man, it has flown by. And uh, you, it just seems like they started yesterday. Well, you're not at practice every day. So right. that's kind of, you know, that, that becomes a drain. As a coach, you know that, all the preparation and, and such that goes into that. But uh, we've kept you out of the retirement and out of the rocking chair tonight. We brought you right here. We're not courtside, right. but we're center court up here in the balcony with uh, the camera people, and we've got a great view of this game and great excitement here on a Friday night at Johnson. It's their senior night. They'll be doing that between games, so the boys' game will be probably a good 10-15 minute delay before they can actually start warming up. But Johnson girls have three seniors. I think a lot of CIML coaches will make sure these seniors, <laughs> Jada Jimphy, Anna Gosling, and Zoe Buchan cross the stage yes. in May. Yeah, they may be there cheering. <laughs> what a great venue here, right? I mean, this, this gym is awesome. I remember, I believe, 
if I remember correctly, Dowling girls may have been the first team to give them their loss at home here a few years back. Oh, that so could be. maybe I, some I, good vibes for tonight. How about that? I, I, if I had a little <laughs> bit more time, I'd do some research on that. As uh, we, we mentioned the, the Johnson started lineup, and we got cut off there a little bit, but we mentioned uh, Zoe Buchan. She is third in free throw percentage in the state in Class 5A. 5-5 senior at one guard. The other guard is Anna Gosson, a 5-7 senior. First in free throw percentage in the state. How do you like those two in the fourth quarter knocking down when yeah, you need that, it, huh? Again, it's, they're so complete. I mean, look at this team percentage. I believe it's 79, 78.9 as a team. Unbelievable. Then Aaliyah Riley, a 5-7 sophomore, just a steady performer. Molly Nelk off the bench. First in... Uh, what they call it, uh, effective field goal percentage right. in the state. Yeah. As a, she comes off the bench, and she's first in three-point percentage, 5'8", junior, and uh, she's off the bench. I lead Tanky, 5'10", sophomore, number 30, and Jada Jimphy, she's fourth in field goal percentage with 58%. She, along with uh, the rest of the team, average, she averages 14.5 points, 6.5 rebounds. We're underway. Jimphy leading the team with 31 blocks, yeah. and – Johnson with the basketball. They go right to left, north to south here at the Johnson Gym. Along three up and no good. Offensive rebound to Buchan, and the J- Dragons maintain their possession, and Dowling stays man-to-man here. And on top of it, they rebound really well. <laughs> yeah. well especially those long rebounds on misses by uh, uh, when you miss the three. Right. Buchan with the ball, dribbles to left elbow, cut off. Now backdoor cut, and Riley with the basket on a nice feed on yeah. a backdoor cut. Riley starts it off for Johnston. They're, they're really good. One of the things we didn't cover is how much Dowling needs to start off better in the first and third quarters, uh, unlike last game where I think it's 16-2 and 16-7 to in those quarters respectively. So a good start here would be very valuable to this game. Well, Johnston's very athletic, but they're not as defensive athletic as Dowling saw Tuesday night at Centennial where the Maroons were held at 31 points in the loss, 41-31. Uh, Johnson girls rolling in their uh, last game. They defeated Des Moines Lincoln by a hefty margin, so that's where we're at. Dowling with the ball. Here's Gipple with it. As Dowling lobs it inside, Gipple's pass deflected. Now Zedeker in the corner, three-pointer right wing. No good. Rebound Johnson. Here's Riley with it. Diagonal pass to Gosling. And she dribbles to the front court. So the Maroons go 0 for 1. Long three up and good by the Dragons. Effortless was idly yeah. tanky for three. Yeah, they got up the court and spread it really well and wide open three there. Dowling did a good job of getting back, but they got back probably a little too deep for their shooters. 5 nothing Johnston here in quarter number one of the girls' contest. Dowling in their road maroon uniforms with white numbers. We're getting used to seeing that. Third straight game, Dowling's been on the road, and we have been on the road. Johnson in their home white uniforms with the purple numbers with the trimmed in gold. Zedeker with it, top of the key to Gipple, who's guarded by Jimphy. A lot of now double back, weave. Here's a backdoor cut to Zedeker. Now pull-up jumper from 10, up and no good. Tip up and no good. And ball safe from going out of bounds by Johnson. And Eileen Tanky gets it to Jimphy. Down court to Riley, and she draws the foul as they'll wipe out the basket. And a whistle and a foul on Dowling. And this, again, will be on Dowling's junior, Julia Moore. Our officials tonight, Dwayne Duncan, Chris Lynch, and the man making the call there, Tyler Brady. Now the Dragons get underneath, and a shot up and no good, and they wave that off. Foul on Dowling before the shot. It's Jimphy got the uh, feed from the top of the key. Boy, they do such a good job of creating their space inside and then holding off the uh, – Dowling's trying to front the post there, and 
And uh, it's just such a fight because it creates good space. And the help side with their shooters is hard to get to it to help. Second team foul on the Maroons. 5 nothing Johnston. Dragons with it. 5.30 left here in the first quarter. Now a shot in the lane. No good. Fight for the rebound. And Julia Moore comes away with it for the Maroons. Moore, Zedeker, and Frerichs, the three guards, with Tritton and Gipple. And I shouldn't say that. That's not really their designated position because everybody's interchangeable at guards the European right. way. You know, you get the seven-foot shooters that uh, can right. post up, and they can also shoot the three. Dowling's trying to, you know, make De Johnson play defense and break them down and get some back cuts or open threes once they get the drive going. Yeah, but, again, they're so closed up on them right now. They just pass and cut. Now, Moore in the lane. She'll make something happen. Her shot up, no good ball. Tip from going out of bounds. Saved by Jiffy right into the hands of her teammate at half court. Tanky, but then the steal by Dowling. So, good effort by Jiffy all over the floor. I thought Dowling got her rattled a little bit in, that, in game one, but uh, she showed her poise in that fourth quarter. Now, steal by Tanky. Eileen all the way down court. Post up against Ferks or shot up. No good. Ball slapped around. Zedeker with the rebound, and Dowling has it. Still trailing 4-0. Now the Maroons a turnover. They want to run. They ran right into a turnover. Riley with it underneath the shot up and good. The basketball count and a foul on Dowling. And that's the experience of Johnson against this young Dowling group. Fouls on Tritton. Yeah, Dowling does not want to get into a running game with them at this point. It's just it's really tough because they, they just explode out of the blocks and just go. Yeah, you're right. Uh, Jimphy was frustrated uh, as I watched again last night. Uh, I think she thought there was, she was getting pushed a little bit more, and, and she probably was. But <laughs> Buchan's free throw is good as she completes the traditional three-point play, and Johnson out to an eight-nothing lead over Dowling here in the first quarter from the Dowling from the Johnson gym. As Dowling goes on the road tomorrow, they they travel to Cedar Falls. Johnson's regular season ends tonight with the Johnson girls. That is. And uh, they will take on Council Bluffs team in the uh, postseason as uh, they'll face Council Bluffs Jefferson a week from tomorrow. Dowling with the ball. Johnson stays man-to-man. -man. Nothing new. Back-to-back -back games, you look at your, your team. Centennial, man-to-man -man right. defense the whole game. No zone. Right. Johnson will probably more than likely do the same. Yeah, if they do, it'll be like a trapping zone that they try to go at Dowling to try to up the pace a little bit. Oh, Maroon's. Throw the ball inside, slapped around. Heller with it, backdoor cut, and here's Gipple with the left-handed layup on the left side. Good. Heller with the assist there, Coach. That was a beautiful pass, and Marin seems to calm things down on the offensive side for them a lot. So Gipple with the first basket. Johnson down court. Their shot in the lane is no good. Rebound Dowling. Zedeker with it to Heller. She dribbles baseline, leaves it for Gipple. The ball slapped out of her hands and stolen away by Gosling. Yeah, Dowling's going to have to come to the ball. Now Gosling battling at half court, and we got traveling on Gosling. She must have had control of it enough to call the travel. That was surprising. It was both of them going for it. So I'm glad they didn't call a foul or anything there. You never know. Well, that would have been uh, Gipple second. <laughs> All right, substitutions in the contest. We mentioned uh, Heller checking in for Dowling as Tritton sits down. Yeah, Marin's created a couple uh, open looks for, for Dowling. So maybe she's got the matchup to go at people a little bit better. Johnson with the basketball. And there is Molly Nelk. We mentioned her instant offense and presence from off the bench. And they shot up and no good. Jimphy with the rebound. And she taps it forward to Gosling. Dragons in transition. This is Nelk for three and no good. And rebound Jimphy. Reverse layup good right over 
Gipple and Jada Jimphy with her first basket of the night and a rebound shot. Yeah, they're just flying down there. and It's hard to get those box outs when they're coming crashing down with speed. Emma Hampton in there for Johnson, number 33, a 6'1 junior. And we already mentioned Molly Nelk, averaging nine points, leads the team with 42 threes, and she doesn't start in the right. lineup, uh, number 24 for the Dragons. Yeah, they bred him. Brought in more size because they needed more, right? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, Chris Jellick, his 11th year here, did a great job. I remember when he was a coach at Mason City, and uh, now he's down here. He was on Coach Guest's staff at Waukee for four years, and when uh, Coach Gradaville retired, he got the job here at Johnston. All right, here's uh, more in the lane. Her pass is deflected, and now a lead pass to Hampton, and a wide-open layup is good, and Dallin's going to need a timeout with Hampton scoring. Off the bench for Johnston. And all of a sudden, our score, minute 47 left to go in the first quarter. Johnston, 12, Dowling, 2. We'll keep it here. It's a 30-second timeout called by head coach Tristan Meyer and the Dowling Maroons. I want to thank Ashford Vision Clinic for supporting our broadcast all season long in our 45th year of covering Dowling Catholic Sports, construction professionals, and dental associates. My partner tonight is Scott Babinat. I'm Mark Amadeo as... Uh, I want to wish Coach Davini well. He is out traveling on a, on a plane. Now you, and you do that too, but you usually go to the West Coast. I don't know if he's going to Florida, but he's got a client out of town, and that's the news. Now I'm going to stick to that story. He's got a client out of town, so that's why you're here and appreciate it, Scott. It's good to be here. And Again, Dowling, if they'll settle down, they'll get the shots that they want. It's just really hard against these really good defensive teams to be patient. And it's almost like when you do get an open shot, you're, you're rushing it because you're like, oh, I got to get this off because they close out so fast. But they actually have more time than what they think. Dowling with the ball trailing 12-2. Minute 40 remaining here in the first quarter from the Johnson gym. Between games tonight, following the girls' game and before the boys, they'll have their senior recognition. And there'll be at least 11 players, eight, uh, boy, eight or nine boys uh, seniors and three Johnson girls seniors. Three of them, all three start, by the way. Uh, will be recognized along with cheerleaders and support staff. Here's Heller with it. Maroons just kind of looking for somebody to get open. Nobody moving, and Johnson just all over the Maroons. And now we've got a blocking foul called on the Dragons, and they're going to get uh, Hampton for the foul. That'll be her first and Johnson's first, I believe. Yeah, I really believe that uh, Marin and Ava can get a lot going to the rim. I think Lauren Ferricks could, too, if she had the confidence to put that ball down and go. Maroons inbound the ball. They get it to Gipple left elbow. Now backdoor cut, and here's Zedeker with the shot. Rolls off the rim, no good. Just forced her shot a little bit, a little rush with the good defense applied by Johnston. Minute to play, and the rebound out to the Dragons. It's like you make a good play, and then the size is there, so you're navigating the next thing. Isabella Balsley in the lineup for Johnston, a 5'6 sophomore wearing number two. As Coach Jellick has uh, went to his bench, he's got three reserves in there at this time. Buchan with it. Now a long three up off the front iron. No good. Offensive rebound. Ballsley and her putback is up and good over Zedeker. Yeah, it's their motion and the way they cut, and it's it's almost like it's perfectly timed to be there. So, again, if you're trailing, it makes it hard to defend and box out. A whistle and a foul on the Dragons. This will be on Melly Nelk. They're going to get her for the push foul as the Maroons try to go around her on a Nelk. That will be her first foul of the contest. And we've got, uh, what, 25 seconds remaining here in the first quarter. Johnston by 12, 14-2 over Dowling. Here's Frerichs with it for the Maroons. They go left to right in front of us. 
Desmond located right behind the scorer's table. Now turnaround shot in the lane, good by there Julia go. Moore. Has a much better attempt there. Julia does a good job of getting her body into the defender so they can't go up and block. All right, five seconds remaining. Johnston by 10, and an offensive foul called on Johnston. They went down the lane, and the Maroons draw the foul there. And it'll be a charging foul on Johnston. There's a whistle it on. Oh, check that. It's going to blocking foul on Heller. Yeah, he pointed the other way. <laughs> he did. That's why I thought it was an offensive foul, and I think Kristen's asked him the same thing. Coach Jellick is smiling because he thought this. I think he saw the angle, but free throw's coming, and it's good. The first one for Johnson. Tonight's game on Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Mercy One, the Catholic tuition organization, and Dental Associates. Second free throw is good, and that was by Buchan. And she finished the quarter with four points. And we've come to the end of the first quarter with the score. Number one, Johnston, 16, fifth-ranked Dowling, four. From the Johnson Gym, this is Mark Hamadale along with Scott Babinat here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Hey, man, don't impose your beliefs on me. Whoa, hang on a second. If you really believe that people shouldn't impose their beliefs on others, then why are you imposing that belief on me? Like it or not, there are times when the right thing to do is imposing your belief on others. What if policemen didn't like imposing their belief that stealing was wrong on burglars? What if you told your dentist not to impose his belief that you needed a tooth pulled on you? There would be chaos. Sure, nobody likes to be told what to do, but sometimes we have to trust those who know better, like dentists and God. And if we don't understand something that God is trying to tell us, then instead of rejecting it immediately, we should search for the truth. If we do that instead of refusing to listen, we will discover God's plan for us, even if it's hard to understand at first. For more Young Catholic Minutes, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. And we're back here at the Johnson Gym alongside Scott Babinette, Mark Amadil, the Johnson Dragons and Dowling. Johnson leads it 16-4 to in a battle of top five teams. Dowling with the ball. Heller gets the second quarter starts. Heller, Moore, Zedeker with Ellie Olsen in the lineup now for Dowling, the uh, 5'9 freshman, and now a steal by the Dragons. They get in the front court. Here's Gosling with it. We'll get our first quarter statistics when we get a moment. A long free up and good, and that is I, Aaliyah Riley with her second field goal, and she now has five points. That's her first three. 19-4, Johnston by 15, and this thing is slowly getting out of hand with this experienced Johnston team. 20 in a row they've won, 37 of the last 38 games, and they are taking it to the Maroons here in the first half. Here's Heller, pull-up jumper just inside the three-point line. Good. Marin Heller put a move on Zoe Buchan right, there. She did. She did. And I think Buchan was trying to get the charge there, but Marin did a good job of pulling up short. Dowling, or Johnson lobs the ball inside. Riley lobs into Jimphy. And something the Maroons did a pretty good job on the first game. Uh, lobbing it in and you kind of deflect that. Well, Jimphy went right through it and she shoots and scores. And it's 21-6. Johnston. Well, the problem with their shooting is it's hard to get that double team over there on that over the top. So they got to close up on the pass and make it harder to throw it, lob it a little bit higher and give Emma a chance on the front side and maybe give the defender a backside a chance. All right, Dowling windbound the ball. I think a foul was called, but I didn't see who it was on, and they didn't post it. I think the scorer's table's looking the same way. It's like, okay, 
what number they'll get next dead ball they'll have to catch up to it dowling with the ball here's heller with it nearly lost it now does right at the free throw line stolen away by buchan and a foul on heller and that's that's really what you don't want to you don't want to you make a mistake and then you compound it with a foul you really don't want to do you want to get back and contain it's really hard because she's she's such an aggressive player so you don't want to take that away but you you know you get after a little bit to you know don't don't double down Zedeker and Olsen check out for Dowling. Heller will stay in for now, along with Julia Moore. Tritton back in. Gipple and Lauren Frerichs. That's the five on the floor for Dowling with 6.15 to go. Pull-up jumper, good by Anna Gosling. That's her first two points of the night. Yeah, we're not used to her shooting inside of two, are we? <laughs> <laughs> 23-6, Johnson over Dowling. Here's Julia Moore with it. She dribbles on the... Baseline out of bounds. Scott, real quick, you go through the first quarter statistics that you have. Yeah, Dowling was 2 for 7 from the field. Johnson 6 for 12. Uh, Dowling had 5 rebounds. Johnson had 8. And uh, turnovers were 5 to 2. Dowling had 5. Johnson had 2. All right, appreciate that. 5.45 left to go second quarter. At halftime, we'll have Clay Thielking, the Dowling boys coach, joins us. Preview their game. Long three up and good. You were saying about Gosling, there's her three that you're used to. And that is her, what, 39th made three of the year. I shouldn't have said anything about her shooting from three. (laughs) (laughs) Timeout on the floor. We'll keep it here with uh, 50. Well, uh, they they keep the, uh, they put the timeouts seconds on on the uh, clock. But we want to thank our supporters. They include Mercy One, Dental Associates, and Construction Professionals. And a reminder, the Dowling girls end their season tomorrow. They travel to Cedar Falls for a 3-30 matchup with the Cedar Falls Tigers, who are number three seed in Class 5A, their record 12-7. and And that will be the Dowling girls' final regular season game. And then we'll be our next broadcast will actually be uh, next Saturday, a week from tomorrow, Dowling hosting Ames at 7 o'clock on February 19th at the Dowling Gym. For Johnson, this is their final regular season girls game, and they will host Council Bluffs Jefferson one week from tomorrow on Saturday, February 19th, 7 o'clock right here at the Johnson Gym as the semifinals. Both Dowling and Johnson are number one seeds, and they will host first-round games. Right. And, you know, that trip tomorrow will be a good thing for the team, you know, get to play a competitive game. And uh, remember a couple years ago we had a big win over there in playoffs against Cedar Falls, and Cedar Falls always seems to have good, decent teams, and, so it'll be good. Devenny and I went up. Devenny drove. Yep. Uh, I rode in the bus. Devenny drove me back, and we went up to the game. And yeah. we were high in the crow's nest, and I remember that night. It was a lot of fun. And uh, best of luck to the Maroons. Now more dribbles into traffic. Her and Jimphy are tied up in a jump ball, and it'll be Johnson possession with 5.20 to go here in the second quarter. 26-6. to six. The lead has exploded to 20 points now for the Johnson Dragons. And I think Coach Jell is going to – have an opportunity to empty his bench tonight. Doesn't have much uh, as far as numbers on his team that he keeps on his in his rotation, but we may see them all. Well, I mean, Dowling right now is trying to just probably do too much, and you know, good teams will start to shut down what they know you're trying to do. Here's Jimphy, a shot off the glass from the right side, no good. Rebound, Dowling, and Gipple. She leads the charge, and she threw it behind Tritton, and you have your post player leading a three-on-two fast break. Not a good sign. Yeah, that was an unforced turnover there. She, she, at that point, she should just keep going and then open up the, the shooters if you can. And if not, bring it back out and run offense. All right, Johnson with the ball. They go right to left, north to south, and we've got, what, an illegal screen? Says Tyler Brady. Yes, yeah. indeed. 
That'll those be on Jimphy. Those are the calls you start to get as the game gets away a little bit. They, they probably in normal flow, that wouldn't be a, a bad fall called. <laughs> you think that's how they that's As a coach, I would sit there, why am I calling that? Jiffy <laughs> with her first foul, third team foul on Johnson, Dowling with five. Here's Zedeker with it, and she's well guarded. Jiffy now out on her. So Ava picks up her, yeah, picks up her dribble and nearly a five second. Here's more. Julia drew the foul. And that's that'll be a foul on Gosling. And yeah. on Gosling, that'll be foul number one. And Anna Gosling, one of three seniors on this Johnson team, along with Jada Jimphy and Zoe Buchan, all three starters. Those are the plays you have to make. You have to drive, and you have to find the ways to create the contact and give yourself a chance, especially on this weak side. And now Gipple is bumped out of bounds as uh, she passed the ball, but here's Johnson with it on the turnover, now reaching foul on the Maroons. They're going to get, I believe, more for the foul, and they do. So Julia, that's her second foul. So she and Marin Heller both with two fouls for Dowling. Johnson, I want nobody more than one foul as Eileen Tanky checks out for the Dragons. Marin Heller back in for Julia. And yeah, as mentioned, Moore will check out. And Heller back in, playing with two fouls. Inbound the ball. Here's Riley with it. Ilea picks up her dribble against Heller, now overplayed by Dowling. Just the Nelk. Molly guarded by. Tritton, now a long three by Jimphy off the left back iron. No good. Long rebound to Johnston. This is Gosling with it underneath, and a layup is good as she went right around Frerichs. Yeah, Jimphy for three and Gosling for two. Doesn't sound right, does it? <laughs> Gosling with seven points all here in the second quarter. 345 left. Johnston by 22 over Dowling in this top five matchup. 28-6. Dragons. Here's Tritton with it. Top of the key to Frerichs. Maroon's trying to run some offense. Frerichs down the right side. Underneath the Gipple. Layup. Good! Emma Gipple on the pass from Frerichs. She dribble drived and found a seam. That's a great job by the team. Steal by Marin Heller there. And Dowling, now will, and Dowling now will set up their offense. Maroon's now just four points scored here in this second quarter as Johnson has outscored them 12-4. Here in the second quarter after the Dragons led 16-4 to at the end of the first quarter. Here's Frerichs again down court. Now she spins in the lane. Jump stops, won't shoot it. Leaves it for Zedeker, and Lauren exits the lane. Zedeker in the lane. Her shot up no good. Rebound Jimphy. Good box out on Gipple that time. Now steal by Heller. Down court layup is good. And Heller with two steals in the backcourt. And, and uh, Johnson wants to talk it over. Coach Jellick did not like that, and he's uh, kind of upset with that happening twice right. in a row. And this is what you want to see. You want to see the fight in your team because, yeah, it looks dismal right now, but what's inside of you to fight back? Because, yeah, they're a young team. Dowling's a young team, and they just have to grow from this and scratch and claw their way back in. And that's, you know, that's why these games are so important because if you learn young. And, you know, it's one of those things I used to tell my teams, until you hate failure or losing, you're never going to work hard enough to be get to the success you want. And that's kind of, I think that's what uh, these young girls have to find out about themselves. This is a tough game, but, man, if they work hard, this will be them in a, in a couple of years here. So. That's, that's right. That's right. Tonight's game in Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by Scaffington's Formal Wear, the Catholic Tuition Organization, and Ashworth Vision Clinic. Mark Amadale, Scott Babinat tonight from the Johnston Gym. This will be the final girl-boy doubleheader of the regular season. The CIML 
conference games are done on the girls' side. The boys have one more week. Johnson out of that timeout. Has the basketball. And I don't think they made any changes in their uh, lineup as with the basketball is Riley to Jimphy. Dribble handoff. Riley with it. Now they get it over in the corner. Nelk goes to the basket. Her shot up and no good. And a whistle and a foul on Dowling. And a Dowling was playing really good defense there and just the last little drive there. They got caught behind a little bit and tried to block the shot. The foul will be on Layla Tritton, the 5'8 freshman starter for Dowling. That's her second, and free throw's coming. And that's Molly Nelk. Nelk's first point. She comes off the bench averaging nine points a game. First in the team in 42 made threes and a 92% free throw shooter. That's your sixth <laughs> player. Right. How about that? Yeah, and Julia Moore's back in. Second free throw, no good. I put the media hex on Nelk. Sorry about that. Rebound, Dowling. 29-10, Johnston. Yes, 29-10, Johnston. Approaching the two-minute mark here of the second quarter. Clay Thielking will join us at halftime. And we'll have game two. Jimmy Cataldo will join me for the boys' game tonight. Dowling with the ball. Heller with it. Comes off a ball screen by Gipple, but picked up nicely by Johnston. His helping out was uh, Emma Hampton. Runes in the lane and traveling on Gipple. She got in the land of the Giants as she was yeah. cut off that time by Molly Nelk. Yeah, I was surprised by that. I thought she got off that, that dribble before that step. Traveling on Gipple. Turnover on Dowling. The Maroons full court pressure. Dribbling against them is Isabella Balsley and a reaching foul on the Maroons. And they're going to get, oh boy, Heller for her third. So that'll be team foul number eight. Free throws coming for Johnson. A one and one now for Isabella Balsley, the 5'6 sophomore. And, and another guard that just comes in and pushes pace. They're just, they're just so hard to guard that way. You know, I think with a couple of Coach Jellick's subs, at least three of them, they could start for some other teams. Yes. They really could. Yes. Uh, Nelk was the one a couple years back that beat Dowling on a last-second shot. And she's, you know, like you said, she's coming up yeah, the bench those great numbers. Second free throw, no good. Coaches never forget that stuff, Mark. Really <laughs> <laughs> never forget. I remember a few of those. I don't remember that. Dowling with the ball, ball slapped in the backcourt on the pass. Good hustle that time by I. Lee Tanky. Tanky coming off, or gets it to uh, Ferks rather, has it. Underneath to uh, Gipple, her shot no good, and drew the foul. This may be on Hampton, we'll see. And free throws coming for Gipple. Lauren did a good job of driving there and finding uh, Emma. Emma gave her space. You know, I, I'd really believe if Lauren had put that that shoulder down and go, she'd probably get to the basket herself there, and then that would allow Emma to come in and crash for the offensive rebound as well. Free throw, good by Emma Gipple. That is her fifth point of the night. Runes scoring at a premium. It's thirty to eleven. Johnson by 19. Johnson by 18. Second free throw by Emma Good, a 64% free throw shooter on the year. She has six points. Minute 15 to play here in the second quarter. 30 to 12, Johnson. Number one, Johnson with the basketball. Undefeated. 20 0. Winners of 37 of the last 38 games. Their only loss, the state championship game last year to, to Waukee. Beat Waukee at Waukee last year. Lost to him here. And they've been running the table since. And now underneath, a shot too strong, no good by Emma Hampton. Rebound, Dowling. Boy, that Waukee team last year was something special, weren't they? Yes, they were. Now Frerichs for three in the corner off the back iron, no good. Fight for the rebound out of bounds. we got a whistle and a foul on Frerichs. And it'll be a one-and-one one for Johnston. So Lauren 
picks up her first foul. That'll be the 10th team foul on Dowling. So double bonus now the rest of the half for the Dragons. Yeah, that was an interesting. Those two schools, Waukee and Johnson, the last couple of years have done a great job. Both defensively sound. Katie Dinabir was actually Iowa's player of the year. But her on-ball defense was excellent last year, and that just really stopped a lot of teams from even getting into offense to create. So now they have changed it. It's a 19 foul, and it'll be a one-and-one. One. So scoreboard does not sink with what the officials had. And the free throw, no good. Rebound Dowling and Tritton. As a free throw missed by Emma Hampton, who went to the line. Dowling with the basketball, trailing. By 18 here in this uh, second quarter. And now whistling a foul is Julia Moore. She only has one speed, and that's go. Try to come around the ball screen. And a foul called on Buchan. That'll be her first for Johnston. Yeah, that was one of those. She came off the screen from Emma. Buchan did, and she fell right into the ball handler. So Now Blanchard back in the lineup. J.C. Blanchard, 5'10", junior. We're in number 40 for Johnston. Dowling inbounds the ball underneath the Gipple. A power dribble, layup. Good! She went right around at Eileen Tanky, and Gipple shoots and scores. That's her eighth point. Yeah, Emma did a good job of positioning really well, and, and uh, misdirection opened that up for her. The lead is now 16 for Johnson with 10 seconds left. Buchan underneath her shot. No good. Rolls off the rim. Out of bounds to Dowling with 7.5 seconds. And Maroons with uh, plenty of time to get a shot off here. Trailing by 16. Final seconds of the first half. Moore will throw it in. Julia gets it to Zedeker. Got to hurry. Zedeker with five seconds at half court and lost the ball. Gets it back. Gets it to Frerichs at the horn. Up and no good. And we go to halftime with Johnston leading Dowling 30 to 14 here at the uh, Johnston gym. As the Dragons outscore Dowling 14 to 10 in that second quarter after uh, opening up a 16-4 lead at the end of the first quarter. We'll take a break alongside Scott Babinett. I'm Mark Amadil. Halftime here at the Johnston Gym. We'll come back, total up some of our numbers. It's Johnston 30, Dowling 14. Halftime of this top 5, 5A matchup here at the Johnston Gym on Iowa Catholic Radio. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. GoldenRulePHC.com. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio. 1150 AM KWKY Des Moines. 94.5 FM K233 BT Des Moines. 88.5 FM KIHS Adel. 90.9 FM KLOX Creston. Hey, we're back here at the 
Josh and Jim, Mark Emmedale, Scott Babinat here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network as uh, we're at halftime. And Johnson leading Dowling 30-14. to 14, And we're joined by Clay Field King, the Dowling boys basketball coach. And, uh, Coach, thanks for joining us. Rocking and rolling on a Friday night. On the road again, dark uniforms, you know, all that good stuff. You know how it works. Yep, on the road, and uh, it should be an interesting evening. Yeah, it should be. We're getting a lot of traffic up here. We had a group from that sophomore game in the other gym. They started walking towards Coach Babinat and I, and it's like, oh, my goodness. I saw Cataldo and a few others that were leading the charge, and I thought we were going to have to move. But we, it all worked out, and, Coach, we're glad you're here, and it should be a good night for basketball. You got Johnston for the second time in less than, what, 11 days. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, really good team. High-level players, um, really skilled. They, they present a lot of challenges, you know, uh, especially trying to guard guard those guys. And I think that was the difference the first time. You know, they had so many skilled players that can make open shots. And um, when the floodgates open, everything happens pretty quickly. And, and we hung on for quite a while. Then it got away from us a little bit at the end. But um, new game, obviously, and we're, we're anxious to get back after them again. Well, I'm sure you are, Coach, but uh... – Let's talk about the health of the team. You know, that, that flu bug, that stomach virus been going around. It looks like you're getting one player back. And, you know, Charlie Stewart may not be 100%, although he did give me a fist bump here earlier. I don't know if that means anything. But uh, that flu bug, and you're trying to play a team that's a top-10 team in Johnson for the second time. So talk about the health of your team and any lineup changes you may yeah, see. Um, yeah, it's making our, its way through our team for sure. I think we're kind of getting through the other end of it. Um, Charlie's feeling a lot better. I saw Carson today, obviously, and, and he looked a lot better. Davis Sheck was back in school today and, and feeling good. So we'll have the bodies, um, you know, the conditioning and things of that nature. We'll have to kind of read it. I think we'll go deep into our bench and, and do our best to keep fresh bodies out there. We're going to the, need those guys to step in and contribute and, and be solid for us. Um, so, yeah, we'll have those guys, and, and we hope their, their bodies respond well. Well, last time we talked to you was uh, after the Centennial game or during the Centennial game at halftime, and uh, you know, kind of, you know, put that game to bed a little bit and preview what what's what have you, you know, the practice last couple of days, obviously dealing with the, the health issues. Uh, what's happened the last couple of days? Now you prepare for Johnson for the second time. Yeah, it's been pretty light to be honest with you, Mark. We've been missing bodies. Uh, the guys that have been there have been dragging a little bit, so our practices. Uh, yesterday was probably one of the worst ones of the season, and, and for probably pretty good reason. You know, the energy was pretty low. So, um, so we'll see. We'll see what we can muster up tonight. Uh, but you're right. We turned the page quickly from Centennial. Um, the good thing about tonight is the familiarity. You know, I mean, we know the actions they want to run. We know their personnel well, and uh, that's one thing. Being able to guard it is a, is a whole different story. But um, from a a familiarity perspective we feel like that's to our advantage tonight as far as a preparation standpoint at least well it uh, should be interesting you go back to back you have a game tonight then you travel to eastern iowa go to linmar high school and you take on what the third ranked team in the state cedar rapids kennedy in a tournament at linmar high school and i know it's always nice to get on the bus kind of do a little team thing get away and uh, go and play some other teams and uh, tomorrow you uh, you drew kennedy in that tournament huh yeah um watching film on them and they are they're tough they're gonna they're gonna give us looks that we haven't seen this season i mean they play hard they they'll press us uh they'll get in passing lanes they, it's impressive it's impressive to watch them on film um so 
we'll we'll obviously have our hands full with that tomorrow. But it's a good growing opportunity for our guys. You know, obviously a quick turnaround from tonight and uh, a chance to play a high-level team on the road. Um, and really, we'll learn a lot about ourselves tomorrow because they're going to do things we haven't seen yet this yeah. year. And then you finish out the season, regular season, next uh, Thursday night, not on Friday, but on Thursday against Des Moines East. And then uh, you, you play Monday night against Des Moines North, and everything works out. You'll be back on the bus. You're not heading to Eastern Iowa. You're going to the number two seed, Council Bluffs AL, who's a top ten team. Maybe this whole back-to-back nights will prepare you for that, that that road trip, which is hopefully you're looking for to. You got to get through games. I know you can't look too far ahead. You got to get through your first round, but that might be similar because those those guys in that bus are familiar with uh, traveling to AL. No, you're right, and that's uh, it's a great point, and and that's something we'll talk about. Um, in hopes that we do get through that first round game, I think we'll have that 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 road trip, uh, the feel of that road trip, going to play a high level team on the road, and and uh, you know we hope to get to the point where that's experience that we can draw from. Coach, you, you know I know the record's not indicative, but about the team because you have some kids that you know you look back, you got a roster of 15, four played a total of maybe 10 minutes last year, four four players. So this is a team that's kind of grown together good thing they give you 21 games because the 22nd game starts the elimination process in high school basketball in iowa but you got 21 games to kind of grow together use a new coach to them and, and talk about some of the things that you see the positives out of this uh, maybe the last 10 games or so no i know that it's it's such a long process and we're still growing you're right like we're still learning about our team and and the roles have, have changed throughout the year like they do with any team i mean you look at a kid like a davis Sheck who wasn't anywhere near the rotation to begin the season and now he's a starter and and somebody that we rely on um you know joey kind of in the same bow where he came off the bench to start the season at the moment he's in the starting lineup and and so we're always evolving uh, i'm proud of that they've they've stayed together like it's not easy to lose uh like we've lost a lot of games you know we're six and whatever and and we've been competitive in those games and there's nothing to be ashamed about but that takes its toll too and and they've kept working, you know. It's never, not always a thing of beauty, but, but they're they're for the most part dialed in and and trying to do the right things, and that's all you can ask. So we're optimistic that we, we obviously haven't peaked yet. We got to get healthy, um, and we got to get some momentum going into that tournament, uh, feeling good about ourselves. And um, I, I like our chance. I just think I like our chances. We got guys that are capable of doing things that I think could surprise could surprise a couple teams. But your team plays well, it seems like. We had this scenario before, and then you, uh, on a Friday night, took a loss, and then you played Ames the next day and played him to a five-point game. And I don't know how tonight's going to shake out, especially with the illness, but then you get back on that, you get on the bus tomorrow after playing a top-ten team, you go play a top-five team tomorrow. Uh, the challenges are there. Obviously, your sub-state was rewarded because of your strength of schedule, not so much your record, but strength of schedule. The coaches in your the six teams in your bracket saw that. And that's a reflection of your kids and how tough they played, even in some of those losses. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that quick turnaround against Ames. Uh, our guys performed really well the next day, uh, and you know that game went down down to the wire. Mm-hmm. Sometimes less is more. You know, I think maybe not having time to prepare and think about it too much uh, is it works to your advantage a little bit. And so, yeah, uh, when we do get to tomorrow, hopefully that's the case again. All right, Coach. Well, we appreciate visiting with yeah. you, and uh, best of luck tonight against appreciate Johnson. It, and, and if we don't see you after the ball game, 
best of luck at uh, in, at Linmar tomorrow as you take on Cedar Rapids Kennedy in the Linmar tournament. Valley's going to be there yeah. playing after you, I guess. Yep, they'll play Linmar right after us. So. All right, best of luck, Coach. Appreciate it, Mark. Thanks. You bet. That's uh, Clay Thielkin joined us here at halftime. Dowling girls trailing Johnston 30-14 to 14, along with Scott Babinett, Mark Hamadale back to the second half in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say, the Catholic Church would be okay if it weren't for all the rituals? Why do people complain about rituals in the church? They don't complain about the rituals that fill the rest of their daily lives. They shake hands, they sign their names, they put candles on birthday cakes, they give each other flowers, they put on fancy weddings and somber funerals. Those are all rituals. They are symbols. They are simple ways of representing complex ideas. G.K. Chesterton says, Ritual is a need of the human soul. In fact, it's a need of the human body, like exercise. Destroy your impressive ceremony, and all you get in return is unimpressive ceremony. Want more than a minute? Visit our website at chesterton.org. And we're back here at the Johnston Gym alongside Scott Babinett, Mark Hamadale, Johnston, and Dowling. Dragons lead it 30-14. Dowling with the first possession and a turnover to start the second half for Dowling. And Johnston now in the front court. They uh, switch baskets. Dowling, go- Dowling going right to left towards the south basket here at the uh, Johnston Gym. And Dragons going to the north basket. They lob it inside and underneath Jiffy, and she shoots and scores on a tremendous pass that time by her, uh, her teammate, Anna Gosling. Yeah, that high-low action is really working for them. And uh, they, the shooters keep the help side away again. Dowling with the ball. This is Frerichs with it. She's cut off on the right block. Gets it out to Zedeker. Jimfie with now six points here in the contest. She had four at halftime and just scored there. Runs with the ball. Frerichs trying to post inside. Can't get around the corner. Now shoots and the right block, it's no good. Outlet pass, down court all the way is Gosling. Her shot up and in and out and good. Finally rolled around and went through. Good ball movement that time by Johnston. Yeah, they just they get up the floor so fast. You know, the, these good teams, they do the easiest things so well. So it's not like you're seeing a lot of fancy stuff. They just go. 4 nothing uh, start to the uh, third quarter by Johnston. Now Ferguson has the ball stolen away from her by Gosling. Gosling underneath, leaves it for Tanky, and her shot in the left block might have been partially blocked, no good. Rebound Gipple, and the other way we go. Johnson by 20, 34-14. You know, it's the little things. You, uh, coach, in, in certain games, you can get, get by with those little things, and there's, you know you win the ball game. Against the real good teams, the Centennials, and uh, the teams like Johnston, and maybe the Valleys. You can't get, rid of, you can't get away with those little things, and... Uh, your window shrinks. Right. There's a short window. Maroons are finding that out. Here is Zedeker for three, no good. Fights for the rebound. We got a loose ball foul called on Zedeker as she was battling there with uh, Riley. And coach, go ahead and give us the first half numbers if you could. Yeah, uh, Dowling was six for 14 from the field. D- uh, Johnson 11 for 21. Uh, rebounds, Dowling eight. Johnson 10. And turnovers, Dowling had 12. And Johnson had five. First team foul of the second half on Dowling. Zedeker with her first foul of the ball game. 
Dragons by 20. They've led by as many as 22 in the first half. And Jimphy underneath, they're going to call her for the travel. She was double teamed and nicely done as Julia Moore came down and helped with uh, Emma Gipple on, on defending Jimphy. Julia's fearless. <laughs> she just hung in there. They didn't call the travel. They didn't have to call a charge, I believe. <laughs> well, have to, right? <laughs> you said that earlier. I don't, right. know, I don't know what you're insinuating. They made the know. call. I like the call. <laughs> well, they, I was saying, it was either a travel or a charge. You had to call one of them. That's right. But sometimes the refs don't agree with me. I don't. I don't get that. It's been known to happen. You put the word coach in front of you, they don't agree with you. Now Gipple pulls up her dribble, and a foul called on Jimphy, and two free throws coming for Gipple as uh, Jimphy kind of bodied Emma up a little bit, and that's her second foul for Jimphy, and free throws coming for Emma Gipple. Yeah, Dowling just needs to keep going at them on their drives and going hard. I mean, this is at this point, you're, you're trying to close gaps, but you're also trying to gain some confidence to take with you further into the season. Dowling had three players score in the first half. Emma Gipple leading the way with eight points. Four points off the bench for Marin Heller. And two points for Julia Moore. No one else scored. Gipple goes one for two. She now has nine points. And it's 34-15. Johnston with five minutes remaining. Here in the third quarter from the Johnston Gym tonight on Iowa Catholic Radio, our final girls and boys doubleheader broadcast of the season as both teams go their separate ways. And now Johnston with the turnover as Bouncing the ball off her foot is Anna Gosling, and it'll be Dowling basketball. Yeah, Marin Heller in the midst of that pressure again. She's doing a lot of good things out here tonight for the Maroons. Dowling will take over. Johnson stayed man-to-man all night. Here's Ellie Olson who's in the lineup. It's Olson, Heller, Gipple, Julia Moore, and Ava Zedeker. Here's Olson, top of the key. The other thing you're seeing here, Mark, is how far... Uh, Johnson pushes Dowling out in their offense. And now a turnaround shot in the lane, no good by Zedeker. She had the right shot, open look, but left it short. And now in transition, Johnson, three-pointer no good by Gosling. Rebound Dowling and Gipple. 34-15 Dragons. Dowling with the ball. They go right to left. Here's Gipple with it in the lane. And gets in the corner to Olsen. Coach Jellick didn't like that. He thought there might have been a travel. He might be right. He might be wrong. Oh, no, <laughs> but, no travel there, right? But there is, <laughs> there is no call, and you, you play on. Dwayne Duncan, Chris Lynch, and Tyler Brady are three officials in the lane. A shot no good by Dowling. Rebound, Jimphy, outlet pass goes to Eileen Tanky. Now they try to find Jimphy underneath. The pass too strong, deflected into the hands of Zedeker. Dowling has numbers, three on two. Zedeker in the corner to Moore. Corner three up and no good off the rim. Fight for the rebound, and Buchan has it for Johnson. Lead pass down court to Gosling, and a layup up and good. And Johnson wins that little scrum there, and nine points now for Gosling. Yeah, that was, they just get out and go. I mean, they're already kicking people out once the ball goes up. Dowling actually got a nice shot that last time, and it wasn't a rush shot. It just uh, fell off the rim. Johnson stays man-to-man. Dowling with the ball as Gipple has it. Now dribble handoff to Heller. Runzo were in their half-court set with three minutes to play here in the third quarter. Zedeker with it. Leads for Gipple, top of the key. Now they try to get Heller isolated on the baseline. She's double teamed, left it for Zedeker for three, left wing, in and out, no good as it rolls off the rim. Rebound Riley and Johnston. Dragons in transition. A head fake and a shot up and good by Anna Gosling. Gosling yeah. with her, uh, excuse me, with her 11th point, Scott. Yeah, they. 
again, they're just, it looks like the Maroons are getting a little tired and kick on these kickouts, and, and Johnson's beating them down the floor and throwing over the top. 2.20 left here in the third quarter, 38-15, Johnston. Dragons with their largest lead of 23 right now here in the second half, and now. Beautiful shot of three. Another missed shot, long rebounded, Jimphy. Now here's Riley on the baseline, or Jimphy on the baseline, and she works against Gipple, and her shot is up and good, and a timeout, Johnston. And the lead with two minutes remaining here in the third quarter is 40 to 15 Dragons, and Jimphy with her eighth point. And we'll keep it here with just under two minutes left to play here in the third quarter. Mark Hamadale, Scott Babinat, and uh, the Maroons now being outscored here. Dowling held to one free throw here in the third quarter as the Dragons now have a uh, 10-1 lead here in the third. Again, it's, it's, I hate to sound redundant, but Dowling just needs to do what they do to improve. They've gotten a couple open shots. They just haven't fallen. There's a lot of frustration out there right now, but they just got to fight, keep fighting through it. It's the only way you're going to grow and get better. A 10-1 spurt by uh, Johnson as... They lead it 40-15 to 15 here in the third quarter. Chad Jellick taking the timeout. So both teams with three timeouts remaining each as I believe they're all full timeouts. Each team has taken a 30. Dowling with the ball. Here's more with it, Julia. I don't think there was any substitutions at that uh, timeout. Heller with it in the lane. Left block. Guarded by Blanchard and a whistle and a foul underneath. And they're going to whistle it on. Johnson, Isabella Balsley, her first. That'll be the second team foul of the on the Dragons here in the third quarter. That is a nice little matchup of those two small quick guards. Heller and Balsley, both off the bench, and both can uh, both help their team. Now Zedeker with it down the right side in the corner. Frerichs for three, up, off the rim, no good. And the rebound, Jimphy and Johnston. Jimphy looking for that long outlet pass to half court. Dowling had that well defended. Now the Dragons with it on the baseline. Here's Nelk with it. Gets into traffic. They lob it inside to Jiffy. And the shot blocked by Zedeker, but Jiffy gets the rebound. The putback from the left block is good after she had the ball yeah. blocked from the right block by the freshman Zedeker. Sometimes even when you do the right thing, it doesn't turn out the way you want it. You don't get the but roll. But it's a good fight inside against a bigger post player. Ten points for Jiffy, and now more in the lane. She passed at the last minute. Johnson with the... Uh, steal and they go all the way down court and score as the basket is good by Emma Hampton and a foul on Dowling the, the whistle Frerichs for the foul her second uh, it'll be an and one possibility here for Emma Hampton a 6-1 junior she has four points tonight free throw up good five points off the bench for Hampton yeah, the three-point percentage tonight for Dowling is really suffering. 30-point lead for Johnson. Now we're approaching the running clock. If they get to 35. 45-15 Dragons. Here in game one, our girls game. Gipple underneath. Her shot off the glass short. Well defended that time by Eileen Tanky. Tanky at 5'11". Gipple at 5'10". Rebound Dragons. Now on the pass, Balsley draws the foul. This will be on Julia Moore. That'll be her third foul. Tritton checks in for Moore with 31 seconds remaining. 
Ellie Olson will check in for Dowling, replacing Emma Gipple. Dragons important by, minutes for these girls. Yeah, Dragons by 30. And now they inbound the ball to Ballsley. Isabella, 5'6 sophomore, guarded by Zedeker. <laughs> and now with the ball is Johnson and a foul on the dribble on Tritton. So Tritton picks up her third foul for the Maroons. That'll be Dowling's 14th foul of the second half. Johnson with two team fouls. 25 seconds remaining in the third quarter. With the basketball is Tanky. Now crossover. Dribble handoff. It goes to Nelk. Molly with it. Looking for a backdoor cut. Can't find one. Well defended by Dowling. Ballsley. Dowling, these girls are working hard here on the defensive side here late. Jimphy out of the lineup here for the Dragons. So pull-up jumper at the free throw line. No good by Blanchard. Long rebound to Hampton. And we've come to the end of the third quarter with the score. Johnston, 45, and Dowling, 15. The Maroons with just one point in that uh, third quarter. We'll return to the Johnston gym following this break. Our score at the end of three quarters of play, the Johnston Dragons, 45, Dowling, 15, in this girls' contest in Class 5A from the, Dow- from the Johnston gym tonight here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment, whether it's in the classroom or at home. Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. I thought you said we were going clubbing for our anniversary. Oh, we are. Ah, yes, here it is. The phone. Right. For the Challenger Club. Do we need a reservation? There's no reason to have reservations about helping Iowa Catholic Radio. Are they DJing or something? It's the soundtrack to holiness. And the Challenger Club helps by challenging other Iowa Catholic Radio listeners to give during the Carathon. Great. Just one more question. Yeah? What about our anniversary? Oh, call 515-223-1150 to join the Challenger Club today. And we're back here at the Johnson Gym. Dragons start the with the basketball here in the fourth quarter, leading 45-15, and a whistle and a foul on Dowling to start things off. And that'll be on Macy Downing, who's in there for the Maroons. That's her first, and free throw's coming for Jiffy, and she hits the first free throw here. Scott, quick numbers through uh, three quarters. Yeah, after... Uh... The third, Dowling was 0 for 11 from the field. Johnson was 7 for 11. Uh, two rebounds for Dowling, 11 for Johnson. Uh, two turnovers and three turnovers for Johnson. All right, Jiffy now with 12 points. She makes both free throws. Now a blocking foul called on the Dragons. They're going to get Riley for her first foul. And Dowling will inbound the ball underneath their own basket. Team foul number three on Johnson. Five team fouls on Dowling here in the fourth quarter, 47-15. The Maroons are three points away from having the running clock thrown at them. Here's Gipple with it, right block. Lisa for Downing, who's in there. To Moore. Julia backs in at a double team. Ball loose on the floor. Julia has it. Looking for an outlet, gives it to a Tritton. And a whistle and a blocking foul called on Johnson. That'll be on Aaliyah Riley. Yeah, they're so quick on those jump outs there. She's got a little out of position there and fouled Layla there. 
O'Reilly wasn't in charge of guarding Juliet, but she left her defender. She jumped right out or, there. Or left her player to defend and help and uh, drew the foul, unfortunately, for Johnson. 47-15. Johnson with the lead, and now here is Olsen with it. Ellie backs in against Jimphy, spins, can't get a shot off to Downing. Macy with it, and we got three seconds called in the lane on Ellie Olsen. Yeah, Turnover against Dowling here. Yeah, a little bit of inexperience right there. As we mentioned, up next for the Maroons, they get on the bus and travel to Cedar Falls tomorrow, take on the Tigers. 3.30 tip-off, and I believe JV1 and JV2 are also in action up there at Cedar Falls. Had a good trip up there last yeah. time with you guys. Yeah. during uh, I think it was a regional final, if I it remember was, right. Yeah, yeah they had a couple good players. Oh, they we did. Had, uh, we had a really good team that year. An offensive foul called on Johnston, Aaliyah Riley with the push-off, and Dowling with the basketball. But, yeah, it was a great trip. Caitlin had a Caitlin game. Really? <laughs> yes, she did. I, that's hard to believe, right? She did, and it got you to state. Yeah. And uh, winning on the road because you were the lower-seeded right. team. You were the two-seed, and Cedar Falls was the one. Now Trenton will check out of the Dowling lineup. Heller back in, so it will be Heller, Moore, and Zedeker. The three guards for Dowling along with Frerichs and Gipple. Wonder if they're gonna let her get in the game there. <laughs> Gotta check in first. <laughs> it's funny if you're on the scores table and you're up near the middle, right? Players just will think it's you. It's the guy that has right. the stripes. Pretty right. simple. You check in with him or her, <laughs> and there's an X usually down there. That's where you go. But they're so focused on the game they, they forget that and it could lead to a technical foul. An administrative technical foul. You don't want that. Dowling with the ball, Frerich dribbling down, had some room. And lost the ball. It's turnover against Dowling as picking it up is tanky for the Dragons. Just got a little loose with that ball there. Riley with it. Now up top for three by Tanky. Good from the top of the key. Wow. Ivy Tanky with her first her second three of the night. And she has eight points. 50 to 15. And we'll be running clock. And a running clock. 35-point lead for Johnston. Dowling with the shot. It's up and good. Julia Moore with her first three of the night. She now has five points to go with the field goal earlier in the game. And it's 50 to 18. I will stay with the 30 with the running clock. Now a lob pass underneath. Well defended and stolen away by Heller. They tried to lob it into uh, Jimphy again. Good pressure on the pass. Good defense on the front. And then the weak side came to get it. Ferricks for three. It's off the mark. No good. Offensive rebound. Gipple. She goes right around Jimphy. Her shot no good. They kick it back out, and the Maroons will start over. Here is Heller, shot off the glass. Good, and she had to loft it up near the top of the backboard <laughs> to get it over Jimphy. She's not scared. <laughs> there, no Go fear there. Six points for Heller off the bench, 50-20. to 20. The lead is 30 for Johnston with five minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. Running clock continues. That's to go under 25 before they start stopping the clock for uh, out-of-bounds plays and uh, – situations like that free throws they do stop the clock so you just taught me something you I knew did, that coach I did not know that you knew that you got to take the test take the <laughs> test every year you know that here's a shot in the lane no good <laughs> rebound dowling and zedeker yeah you get the you get the running clock at 35 then it has to go to 25 before it's over and now long three by julia moore is no good rebound riley johnson two on one fast break riley gives it to gosling her layup is good gosling now with yeah, it's hard here, but you, you got to fight through and get back on defense on this. You just can't let them turn it into two-on-one. Gossing with 13 points. 
52-20. Johnson, 4-10 remaining, fourth quarter. Here's Ferrix, backs in, shot the left hand, good, nice move. Little inside pivot and a score with the left hand for Lauren Ferrix. Yeah, we talked about this a couple games ago when we were together about how Dowling needs to hit their landmarks. And that time she got a lot closer to that. A lot of times it was drives through the nail, but tonight they've been driving way wide. And that's not what coach wants. And now down the lane, Riley's shot, rolls off the rim, no good. Drew the foul to be on Zedeker. And she'll go to the free throw line, Will. Aaliyah Riley, 5'7 sophomore, being recruited by some mid-major teams. She'll have two free throws here with 3.49 left to go in the fourth quarter. First one is up and good. And you mentioned those uh, little benchmarks you look for where that's your shot, above the block, below the block for the post players. Now, you can't do like uh, track where you put tape down, and that's where I'm going to push off for a long jump or here you know, on the, on the volleyball. So you've got to kind of know where those are. And right. the second free throw good by uh, Riley. But, but thoughts like driving through the nail, you know, not getting kicked out beyond the elbow when you're driving. And, and so, or, you know, that reverse pivot right down the lane there was nice the last time. Now Coach uh, Jellick starting to dismiss his seniors. A couple of them have, uh, will exit with uh, three and a half minutes remaining in the fourth quarter. 54-22 Johnston over Dowling. Heller with the ball, direct in traffic. And Mariner shot from the left elbow, off the rim, no good. And the rebound comes out to Ballsley. And here's Johnson with it. Outlet pass goes to Gosling. Back out to Jimphy. She's guarded by Heller, or who's guarded by Gipple beyond the three-point arc. Gets the Ballsley right side. This is Gosling with it. Dribbles in the lane. Shot with the left hand. Good. Are you kidding me? She changed Senior hands. <laughs> Everything's going in Gosling with her 15th point. She's just a really good player, good shooter. Now a whistle and a foul on Ballsley, and we may see the exit start. They're going to uh, take out Jada Jimphy, and she'll get a hand from the crowd on senior night. A hug with her coach, Chad Jellick. That was big for them when she came over from Urbandale. No question about that. She'll leave with 12 points tonight. 56-22, under three minutes to play here in the fourth quarter of game one, our girl-boy doubleheader. Of course, it is senior night. That will happen between games following the girls' game. Now here's Tritton for three. Right corner off the mark. No good. Rebound Julia Moore. Her put back up and good. So offensive rebound and basket for Moore. She's got seven points for the Maroons. And we got a whistle and a foul in the backcourt on Dowling and Zedeker. So that will be her third. And team foul number seven on Dowling. And now another senior will exit. And that will be Gosling, Anna. 5'7", senior, leads the team with 37 steals, averages 12 points, first in the state in free throw percentage. Very good shooter. Ballsley at the free throw line, makes the front end of a one-and-one. One. 2.34 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Isabella Ballsley, second free throw, good. She has five points off the bench for the Dragons. 58-24, Johnston. Zedeker in the front court for Dowling. Over to Moore. There's Gipple with it, top of the key. Emma in the lane, little Euro step, layup good with the left hand. Went right around the defender, Emma Hampton. Yeah. They're doing so, they're sticking with their offense and getting back and getting some things to build on to be ready to play tomorrow. 11 points for Gipple, 58 26. Johnson underneath, shot blocked out of bounds. Zedeker with the block on Balsley's shot. And Dowling will start with their bench. As they will go to it. 
as we're going to see Macy Downing check back in for Dowling as Heller and Gipple leave. So does Moore. You know, Emma Emma's played against bigger players all year, and she just she just fights. I have a huge deal, great deal of respect for her for how hard she plays. Undersize and, in the post, yep. yep. But she is handy in the post, and now. In the lane, it's Nelk getting loose, and she shoots and scores. She is their shooter now. She has three points off the bench. Molly Nelk, and she'll be a player and a starter next year. Yes. No question about it. Dowling with the ball. Frerichs with it. Dribbles in the lane. Left side. Can't get a shot off. Defended well by Tanky. Not a Zedeker. Ava spins in the lane. Pull-up jumper. Rolls off the rim. No good. It's been that kind of a night. Right. <laughs> Rebound She's Johnston. Had some good looks. And Hampton. And now... Johnson with a long three off the back iron, no good. Rebound Downing and, Dow and Dowling with a minute to play. And if this next young lady gets in for Johnson, we don't have her on the roster. So this ought to be interesting. Wilson the foul in the backcourt on Ballsley. That'll be her third for Johnston. They'll send Dowling to the free throw line. Mackenzie Lowertson. Number 10, and, and she is a senior, probably about 5'7", uh, 5'8". Five, five, Free throw good by Zedeker. You think they'll try to set her up with a shot here? You know they will. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not calling out a play. Zedeker's first point of the night. Yeah. And that kind of a night. Second free throw yeah. good. Ava with two points, two for two at the line. 60 to 28, Johnston. 55 seconds remaining. Dragons dribble in the front court to see if they do get a Lowrickson involved. Dragons dribbling it out. Here's Helming with it. Now to Nelk. Top of the key it goes to Hampton. Left side they swing it to Blanchard. Now to Lowrickson. Now backdoor cut. Lowrickson with the assist. Layup is no good but a whistle and a foul. And they're going to give her all the credit. <laughs> she made a pretty good pass. Foul on Dowling. Ferricks picks up the foul, her third, and free throws coming. That's the 18 foul on Dowling. 33 seconds remaining, 60 to 28, all Johnson tonight. First free throw, no good. Hey, they missed a free throw. They can't do that, can they? They usually <laughs> don't. You mentioned they shot over 70% on the year, 79% right. free throw shooter. Second free throw, off the mark, no good. Ball tipped out of bounds. It'll go to Dowling. Rare two misses by Molly Nelk who's a 92% free throw shooter. Want to figure no. that one out on, no. on senior night? Now, Molly's not a senior for Johnson, right. but 20 seconds remaining. Dragons by 32 as they're going to improve their record and close out their regular season with a record of 21-0. Here's Frerichs for Dowling as she loses out of bounds. It'll be Dowling basketball, and that'll do it as the clock continues to run. 60-28 to 28 will be the final. And congratulations to Coach... Chad Jellick and the Johnston Dragons as uh, they defeat the Dowling Maroons 60-28 to here on senior night at the Johnston Gym. Dragons led 30-14 to at halftime. They outscored Dowling 15-1 to in the third quarter and win it 60-38 to or 60-28. to And Scott, as the Dragons go to 21-0, Dowling falls to 16-5. Your thoughts before we go to break in our postgame show here. Yeah, well, it's a tough game, obviously, for Dowling. Uh, again, Dow uh, Johnson just showed how good they really are, and that's the, that 
you know, I think we had another game we talked about where it's like an avalanche game. It starts, it starts, and it just all of a sudden it's snowball turns into an avalanche. So uh, you kind of got to try to flush this one and prepare for tomorrow. And that's the good thing about playing tomorrow, right? That is. Dowling traveling to Cedar Falls tomorrow, 3.30 is the varsity game. JV1 and JV2 played before that probably around 2 o'clock or so. And they as they have two gyms going at once. But, uh, yeah, you get to flush that. You get on the bus sometime tomorrow after 9, yep. 10 o'clock and travel two, uh, two hours to Cedar Falls High, which is just about a mile or so east of the Unidome. Yeah. No, again, tough night. But, you know what, again, you still want to play these games as hard as it is because that, that's where you find out about yourself. And, you know, I mean, hopefully the girls take especially the younger, uh, the whole team actually, but the younger girls hopefully see this and say, Man, we have that much more to work on, mm-hmm. and we've got to get better, and we will. And, you know, make a promise to themselves and each other. Never again are we going to let this happen. We're we're going to work that hard, and it's a uh, it's an amazing place to be if they can get to that part where mentally and physically, emotionally, everything they just throw in behind this because uh, the reward is great when you put in the work. Well, the Maroons have a little bit more work to do. They're not quite the level of Ankeny Centennial and Johnson. We know that through the regular season. But, oh, there's the postseason. How much improvement can uh, be made? I know the Maroons will start off with a lower seed taking on Ames. But they'll have Waukee Northwest on the horizon in their uh, regional bracket on the bottom side of that. So that's something to be uh, mindful of. Yeah, and, I mean, again, you know, when we first got together a couple weeks or a few weeks back, you know, it was like – did we think this is where they'd be at this point in the season? And they've had an amazing season with these this young roster. Yeah, and, one eleven straight to start the year off. Everybody's and, got high expectations, Coach. You're right. And, and, you know, I mean, it's a long season, and it's a hard season. And the CIML is a tough league, and, you know, you happen to hit the, the top two seeds in the state tournament right now and back-to-back games. And so, uh, yeah, you take a, a couple hard uh, lessons here, and, and, you know, and now it's what do you do with it? And if you, if, you, if you have the character that I believe these girls have, they'll fight back. They'll be ready to play tomorrow. And these coaches, they're, they're relentless in their pursuit of, of uh, getting the team ready. I mean, they'll, they'll, be, they'll be ready tomorrow. No question. Kristen Meyer, Audrey Faber, and, and that guy Danner, Joel Danner, they'll, yeah. they'll get them ready, and uh, uh, they'll prepare for Cedar Falls. But, again, congratulations to Chad Jellick on senior night. The Johnson Dragons win their 21st straight game tonight as they go to 21-0 with the win over Dowling. Final score, we'll go to break here, 60-28, to the final. And we'll take a break. Along with Scott Babinett, I'm Mark Amadeo from the Johnston Gym. We'll come back and total up the scoring and statistics from game one as senior night as the uh, Johnston seniors are being introduced at this time. So we'll have a delay with the uh, start of the boys game. And we'll return to the Johnston Gym after this timeout here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. What is the first reflex thought that we find in sacred scripture of God? Not the first description of him creating the world, but the first thought that he has about himself. Open Genesis and you will find it. Let us make man. Think of it. As if God could not exist without man. God does not need man to complete himself, to fulfill a need But he needs man as a kind of uh, a gift. He must have someone to whom he can show his love. The first monologue that we touch in sacred scripture is the monologue of God thinking about man. What are the first dialogues in scripture? 
The first question in Scripture is God saying to man, Adam, where art thou? The people you know and trust are on EWTN. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM, K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM, KIHS, Adele, 90.9 FM, KLOX, Creston. Welcome back to the Johnson Gym tonight here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Mark Amadell alongside Scott Babinett. Final score in game one. Johnston 60 and Dowling 28. The Maroons fall to 16-4 and on the season, and they travel to Cedar Falls uh, tomorrow. The uh, Tigers of Cedar Falls with a record of 12-7 and going into tonight. They're a number three seed in their regional Class 5A bracket, so a non-conference game, and that'll be the end of the regular season tomorrow afternoon for the Dowling girls as uh, they're ranked fifth with a record of 16 and now 16-5 and five with a loss tonight, 60-28 to to Johnston. And the Dragons go to 21-0. They've now won 38 of their last 39 games. What a streak they have, uh, Scott Babinett. And you got to hand it to Coach Jellick. He keeps this team loose. He keeps them going. They keep making progress. I think they're better than when Dowling saw them at the end of January 11 days ago. They're a much better team. Again, and... You know, it's funny because a lot of times people uh, try to make basketball so technical, but the best teams do the easiest things well. And you, you absolutely saw that tonight, whether it's high-low post, uh, pushing the ball at the court, creating two-on-ones, three-on-twos, uh, boxing out, getting that great outlets. They just do the simple things so well. And that's what good talent and good talent development does. It just You can see that difference and, and, and the experience behind it. So. Yeah, they certainly do. Well, Coach, you got? Do you want to go through the statistics, or you need more time? Because I got everything totaled up here, and I think it adds up. It adds up. How about that? But I'll let you go first. Well, with I, your... I had Dowling eleven for thirty-six from the field. Uh, Johnson twenty-one for forty. Uh, Twenty-one total rebounds for Dowling. Twenty-five for for Johnston. Uh, the turnovers. Dowling ended up with sixteen, and Johnson with ten. All right, and uh, scoring tonight. We'll start with the visitors. Of Dowling Catholic, five players scored for Dowling. And I believe one starter did not. That was Tritton who did not score. As we go through the Maroons numbers, Dowling was led tonight by Emma Gipple. 11 points and probably led in rebounds. I don't know if she got a double-double again, but Emma who led Class 5A in total rebounds and in offensive rebounds. She's second in defensive rebounds. Finished with 11 points tonight. Seven points for Julia Moore. Six points off the bench from Aaron Heller. Two points each for Ava Zedeker and for Lauren Frericks. And Layla Tritton, another starter, did not score. Neither did Ellie Olson or Macy Downing, who came off the bench for Dowling. Runes went five of six at the free throw line. For the uh, Johnston Dragons, they were led in scoring. Uh, They had two players in double figures, led by Anna Gosling with 15 points. Followed by Jada Jimphy with 12 points. And those are two of Johnson's three seniors tonight. Zoe Buchan, the other senior, had five points. Seven points for Aaliyah Riley. Five points for Emma Hampton off the bench for the Dragons. Four points, or rather five points for Isabella Balsley. And then rounding out scoring, three points for Molly Nelk as Johnson went 12 of 16 at the free throw line. So they uh, actually attempted, actually made 12 free throws, Dowling, 
made only five and attempted six. So they even out-hustled the Maroons in the free throw end of it, Scott. Johnson's free throw, the percentage took a hit tonight, right? <laughs> 12 for 16. Yeah, they, the Dragons came in here, and I had them 79% from the free throw line. And, yeah, some of those reserves that got in kind of hurt the team average. We know better than that, yeah, though. Yeah, you just have to be facetious sometimes. It's, uh, you know. That is true. Well, let's take a look at the quarter scores before we uh, take a break, as now they're introducing. They've already got the girls and boys basketball team seniors recognized, and now they're going through the uh, dance team and cheerleaders. It is senior night here at the Johnson Gym, and uh, the game got started. Number one Johnson led Dowling, fifth-ranked Dowling, rather, 16-4 to at the end of the first quarter. Dragons outscored Dowling 14-10 to in the second quarter, so it was 30-14 to Johnston at halftime. And then in the third quarter, Johnston 15-1 to over Dowling. Dragons led 45-15 at the end of the third quarter, and Johnston outscoring Dowling in the fourth quarter 15-13. to to win it 60 to 28. So now in the series, Dowling leads the series 20, or 24 to 12, but Johnson's won seven of the last eight matchups as this series goes well, all the way back to, I guess, when Quickstaff was started back in 2007. So the Maroons lead the overall season series, but Dragons winning seven of the last eight going into next year or middle of March. <laughs> and, and, you know, I mean, you, you saw a trend from both games. Johnson came out and hammered Dowling uh, in the first and third quarters of both games. And uh, you just have to get to a better start. And uh, I think Coach tried to do that tonight with the way they tried to hold on to the ball a little bit more to get the shot they wanted. But uh, just I don't know if it took them out of rhythm. or. But, you know, again, the good teams speed you up when you don't want to be sped up. And, you know, again, there were a lot of open shots. I think if you go back and watch the film, Dowling did have a lot of open shots, but I think they rushed them because the feel of the game is faster than maybe what it is. You know, the perception beats reality a lot of times. And good offense will be good defense if you're patient and you, you don't get your mind doesn't get sped up. And that's the hardest thing is slowing your mind down. Yeah, and you've got a young team that you're trying to do that with, along with Emma Gipple, an undersized post player, but, you know, leads the state right. in rebounding. She's found a way to do that. But uh, others, you know, it's all stepping up to the next level. The Maroons are at one level. You don't go 11-0 without being at right. one level. Now are they in the upper five level? That's right. to be determined. That will be determined here as the postseason moves on, Scott. Yeah, and I mean, what I would want my players to do is I'd, I'd want them to look at the video a little bit. You know, you want to flush this game, but find the, find the good things and start seeing the game in your mind before you ever play it and getting a mental picture so that when that moment comes, that shot opens up. Because your best shooters, I mean, you know, we, we had the privilege of watching Caitlin for four years. Yes, and, we and did. He, like, on, you know, she, she took a lot of shots, but she made a lot. But she wasn't, the thing is, she wasn't afraid to take a shot. And she had such a quick release. And even if it was tight spaces, and you see that even today in her game. So it's one of those things, if you see the game in your mind before it happens, and it slows you down, so to speak, and and then then you start playing to your abilities a little bit more. I just think our young players got uh, sped up a little bit more than they wanted to tonight. Yeah, they certainly did, and you got to credit the Johnson Dragons uh, yes. for that. Uh, the three seniors that are graduate, yeah. I think every CIML coach will make sure they do uh, <laughs> make sure they do cross the stage. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm referring to Zoe Buchan, Anna Gosling, and uh, the All-Stater Jada Jimphy. Uh, again, this is the same team with rare exception. They lost a few players that played for a state title right. last year, and they're certainly on their way again this year. They're the number one overall seed. 
All right, Scott. Well, we're going to take a break. And uh, I'll tell you what, uh, Jeff Piggott is our student producer tonight. We don't give him enough credit. We appreciate Jeff. Jeff, let's take a two-minute break. They're still doing introductions of the seniors here at Johnson High School with the different uh, activities, cheerleading and whatnot, and the dance team now being introduced. So we'll take a break. Scott Babinett, thank you. Thank you for coming out of retirement and sitting in with me on a Friday night. Uh, safe travels to you, and uh, who knows Thank what's you. on the horizon. I, I loved every minute of the three games we got to do together. So Appreciate that. It's a fun team to watch. Coach Bad o- night tonight, but fun team to watch. Personally, you did a great job on, with me, but the best part is you on the bench uh-huh. with uh, <laughs> with Coach Meyer and, uh, and, and Joel and, and all that, you know. Uh, you and Danner and uh, Faber, yeah. uh, you know, miss that. And no. uh, I'd love to see you back on there, but I understand, totally understand. And uh, we'll take you. We'll take you up here if you're going to. A lot of people, you know what? You're up here, and as uh, Coach O'Connor said, hey, I'm undefeated. Since, yeah. uh, <laughs> I'm undefeated. It's a lot easier, right? Yeah, I mean, th- those are great friends of mine, and, and I, I've just enjoyed the opportunity. Those five years were five of the greatest coaching years, and, and uh, I got to go to a game with Joel. We got to go see Anna Wanick play last week, and, and that was Simpson. fun. Yep. yep. And Doing a great job a great down year, there. Yeah. So, you know, I – I'm pretty sure as long as we all stay in the area, we'll get together once in a while. And we still text back and forth. And, you know, uh, I do miss it. But the day-to-day is a little hard with my job and family situation. But uh, I had a good run, 30-plus years in it. so It's a long run. <laughs> well, Scott, we appreciate all you do. This is Scott Babinat, folks, who's sitting in with me tonight. Mr. Deveni caught a flight somewhere, probably a warm climate. But he yeah. said it was business this time. But we I appreciate it. Warm. I hope it was warm. I hope so, too. I think it was. But, uh, Scott, thanks for all you do. Thanks for all you've done with the program. Thank you. And uh, hope our listeners, and I know I've enjoyed it. Appreciate your perspective. mean yeah. that. Thank you. It all was right. fun. All right, we'll take a break. Two-minute break there, uh, Jeff, if you mind, if you don't mind. Uh, final score in game one. It was uh, Johnston uh, completing their regular season with a record of 21-0, defeating fifth-ranked Dowling 60-28 to here at the Johnston Gym. We'll take a two-minute break and come back as Coach Cataldo will join me. Jimmy Cataldo will join me for the boys game between Dowling and Johnson. We'll pregame that coming up after this two-minute break here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Thought of the Day with Monsignor Frank Bagnano. One of the most consoling passages found in the New Testament in the Bible are the words of St. Paul to the Corinthians, letter number two. It goes like this. For those who love God, all things work together unto good all things, not some things. Sometimes we can see that, but often we cannot. Even our past sins, once we've turned away from our past sins, they can be used by God for the benefit of other people. Because of this, even St. Paul himself experienced his own weaknesses and his sins, and he experienced God's mercy so he can sympathize with other people when they are weak. Yes, our past failures and sins and weaknesses are all redeemable. And God can use them miraculously to help other people. For those who love God, all things work together unto good. And that is today's Thought of the Day. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. 
Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. And we're back here at the uh, Johnston Gym. Final score in uh, game number one. It was the Johnston girls defeating Dowling Catholic 60-28 to as Johnston goes to 21-0 and concludes their regular season as we have uh, senior night activities going on here at the uh, Johnston Gym. Mark Hamadale now joined by Jimmy Cataldo in game number two. And we're going to have an extended pregame here, uh, Coach, as uh, Johnson, I think, has just concluded their uh, senior night. Uh, yeah, they've just concluded it, so we may get started here before we know it. And uh, welcome, Jimmy, to the, the contest. So moving over to the uh, boys' side tonight with uh, Coach Deveni off on a plane somewhere. It's one of those unexpected move-ups. I wouldn't call it a promotion because the girls' <laughs> basketball is a really good thing to watch, and, and they, they do a great job. Uh, but, yeah, it, it, you know, I kind of got moved over to the other seat tonight. Well, you Sorry. did, and, and you earn that. You know, when you do stuff like that, you earn it. So I'm, I'm glad you did, and you're doing fine. You'll be all right. I'll get you some of the stuff that you need. Well, the one thing that I've noticed sitting up here at, at Johnson, which has a, a really nice facility, is mm-hmm. we need booster seats. You yeah. can't see over the you can't see over the, the railing. Well, you go over there, look across from us, the TV side, because Johnson streams their uh, games internally. They have uh, Randy Sharp does a great job with that. Well, the one thing you will notice there, Mr. Cataldo, they're up on a, a little bit of a, a riser. We, we didn't get that privilege. I looked at Randy. I said, okay, we'll stand. So we stood the whole game. And uh, did. we're sitting down now as the teams are out warming up. But you will figure that out, too, uh, throughout the night, as, as I did. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I got to talk to uh, Nate Zittergrown, who's oh, a former assistant coach yeah. uh, at Dowling and, and former player at, at Valley. But he's an administrator here at Johnston. So got talking about the, the Johnston live feed. Uh, mm-hmm. that they do here. They, the students do it. Yes, they do. And so what I come to find out through, through Nate is these kids take a, uh, a TV and radio production class. And I think that's a great thing for you. Because, <laughs> because they're, I knew there was... he, he said that, that a, a former radio host uh, you know, teaches the class right. and, and uh, really works the kids in through production. And I first thing I thought, boy, that's a great thing for Amadeo during his mm-hmm. you know, I appreciate retirement. The, I know I, I appreciate you thinking about <laughs> me doing that. And uh, all kidding aside, I've uh, I've been over at Grandview teaching a class of, on that. A Is that bit. right? Yeah. I didn't know that. So I've, I've done that here the last so – I haven't done it here in the last couple of years because of COVID, but, yeah. But I'm glad they do that. I love to see the youngsters get in here. And, uh, matter of fact, I was uh, uh, watching a game the other day, and they had uh, one of the guys from UNI who just graduated. He's ready for ESPN now. He's that good as a senior. Uh, working with some of the guys up in northern Iowa that do local uh, events on TV and radio. So we like seeing that, and they do that here at Johnson. Well, you know, you, you see that even at Dowling is that now they're implementing curriculum that, that, uh, that kids can look into that, uh, that, that they want to maybe pursue past high school and college. And so offering that type of curriculum here at Johnson. And then even at Dowling, they, you know, they're starting to do some things and, and sure. really aid in these, these, uh, these kids and, and their 
interests in, in, in future endeavors. So really cool thing. All right. Well, the boys game coming up, and it's uh, Johnson and Dowling. Of course, uh, the Dragons haven't played in a week because their game on Tuesday night was suspended. Yes, suspended with uh, just uh, four minutes and ten seconds left in the second quarter at the roundhouse at Lincoln. Basket uh, broke. Uh, Johnson trailed 25-13. The state, not the teams, the state ruled a no, no contest and will not be made up. So the Dragons haven't played other than a quarter and a half. Uh, and then, of course, they, they played last Friday night. But uh, Johnson boys, records 14-3. and three. They're eighth ranked in the Class 4A rankings. Dowling, of course, 6-12. and 12. And this is the second time these two teams have met, just like the girls, in the last 11 days, Jimmy. Well, it's, it's certainly a, a heck of a, of a basketball team in Valley and or uh, Johnston, and I, I didn't, I did not know that they were down against Lincoln, but you know that's no small feat because Lincoln's got a nice basketball team as well. So you can probably see these kids wanting to get up and out and run, especially on senior night. Sure, uh, some really good seniors are graduating for Johnston tonight, and so you know it brings a challenge for Dowling, who's still feeling a little bit of the aftermath of of, of the illness going through their team, and uh, but you know you're getting closer and closer to the end, and. Uh, it's Friday night, and that those are nights you'd always love to play. And so I, I see a really good effort tonight from, from Dowling, but certainly from Johnson as well. Well, you see the captains meeting with the officials, Dwayne Duncan, Tyler Brady, and, and crew. Uh, the good news is that Carson Brown will be in the starting lineup and playing. Now he's coming off that stomach flu. Charlie Stewart had it a week ago at the uh, Urbandale gym. And matter of fact, he showed up, he and his twin brother, Ben, and they both left right before the team took the floor because they were both suffering the effects of the stomach flu. So it's made its way. And as uh, we talked to Coach uh, Thiel King at halftime of the girls' game, he says, I don't, you know, everything seems fine now, but you never know who's been lingering with that stomach flu. And that's just something that, that happens with teams, as you know that from coaching football. You have more of a chance there than a 15-team roster here in basketball. But, but it gives the other guys the opportunity, and I think that's a, a fantastic thing, especially when you look at uh, – some really good uh, underclassmen who are able to come off the bench, get some more experience uh, out in the starting lineup. Uh, you know, of course, Davis Sheck has, has taken advantage of some of the opportunities he's gotten. I think Joey Coppola uh, was mentioned the other night is is looking more and more comfortable in his role and uh, in, in his leadership. Even though he's a sophomore, is is critical for this thing to move, being the point guard. No question about it. We should take a look at as we have some time here in our pregame. It's Dowling and Johnson tonight in game two. The girls' game was. Uh, one by Johnson, 60-28, to 28, and uh, we just got done with senior ceremonies, so the teams are warming up a later start uh, tonight. And uh, we should recognize uh, some of the boys' state swim qualifiers from Dowling Catholic. They started tonight in Iowa City at the uh, Campus Recreation Wellness Center. They got underway tonight at 5.30. The Maroons qualify five individual swimmers. Four of them are in two different events, and then, of course, they're involved with uh, two relays, so... Best of luck to uh, Nick Spike and the Dowling Boys swim team at the state tournament going on in Iowa City tonight, and they begin. They continue tomorrow at 12:30, and then district wrestling begins tomorrow for Dowling as the Maroons were knocked out of the dual meet on uh, Wednesday at Ankeny as Urbandale defeated Dowling into their dual season. But the individual, the traditional wrestling, gets underway tomorrow. Dowling will be at the uh, eight-team Council Bluffs Lewis Central District beginning at 11 o'clock, and best of luck to Riot Finch and the Dowling wrestling team. Jimmy, you know some of those uh, folks that are wrestling, and I don't know about swimming. There's been a few football players that swim, but uh, there's yeah. more on the wrestling team, and best of luck to them as the road to the postseason continues. It's, it's, it's critical about the multi-sport athletes we talk about at Dowling is getting kids more in tune to getting out and playing other sports and, and excelling in other sports. It certainly uh, makes a better and a more round, well-rounded athlete 
but certainly you look at our, our wrestling uh, uh, guys, and there's there some there's some guys that uh, got me out to watch uh, wrestling this year, and I haven't seen wrestling in a couple of years, and I think the culture is is, is changing, and uh, and you see uh, the the Frost uh, brothers and Carson Hagen's having a heck of a year, and Rumley, and, and there's there's certainly some uh, some lower weight kids that uh, certainly are going to make a run. It'll be interesting to see how many kids Dowling qualifies for uh, for Wells Fargo, which I think could happen maybe up maybe possibly up to nine kids. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens there. Well, we recognize them and safe travels. The swim team heading to Iowa City not only tonight and their parents tonight and tomorrow, but also uh, the wrestling team heading to Council Bluffs, Lewis Central tomorrow. Hopefully the weather will cooperate. But, uh, Jimmy, as you look at uh, this game, I know you got, you got any keys written down or you just got notes about me and taking a class here at Johnston with uh, media well, I, I'm, uh, I'm a great broadcast. listener, so when I, when I hear things like that, I, I, it, something i gotta, I got to remember. No, <laughs> uh, you, you look at, uh, as I mentioned, Johnston, you certainly have uh, some players that you're going to have to identify, and, and it's going to be critical in, in some of the matchups with Trey Lewis averaging 22 points a game and, uh, and of course, Stephen Kramer. Uh, who's really lit things up in, in last year's uh, you know, state finals. Kramer uh, now, is uh, his uncle is, was my classmate in 1980. Now, did his uncle fly back from Washington? I haven't. He usually will make an appearance. I haven't seen Steve, but uh, that's, that's you Stevens. you got to repeat that, 1980? 1980, yeah. yeah. Wow. Older than dirt. Wow. <laughs> but he was here last year, and he was here at Dowling when yes. Dowling played at the end of uh, – of course, that was an extended because it was supposed to be on January 15th, the snow hit. They've moved it to January 31st. I don't know how it affects uh, Steve's flight, but, uh, yeah, he was in our, in our class. So that's his uncle. And, of course, uh, might be watching his nephew. So, yeah, you mentioned the Kramer kid, and, you know, it's it's the second time around, and Clay kind of talked about that. We'll be interested to see how the matchups go and how the, the game flows. But uh, Trey Lewis, how about this? Third in scoring, fourth in assists. These are all in Class 4A. Second in made three-pointers with 35. And second in three-point attempts, he's attempted 129, and uh, he's made 50, excuse me. So he's second in both categories in the three-point. So you know he can shoot. The question is, are you going to go out and guard him like the opponents do to Drew Morrow and, and trying to neutralize Drew tonight and trying to get him open? Well, I think you have to. I think you got to try to get the ball out of his hands, uh, try to let uh, somebody else create their shots. The, the problem being is you got guys like Kramer and uh, – and, and uh, Proctor, and then you have Simpson, and, and certainly other kids who can step in when Trey Lewis may be having an off night, which there's there's a few nights when he has off nights. But it will be a matchup that's it's going to be interesting to see is who is uh, Coach Dilking going to put on Trey Lewis? Is he going to start with Joey Coppola, who's had some experience with uh, with Trey Lewis in the summer leagues, and he guarded him a, a, you know several uh, several minutes the first game? Uh, are you going to put Drew Morrow? The only problem with you know putting Drew Morrow on Trey Lewis is you want to save Drew's legs. And if we've seen Drew plays a, a really hard uh, style of basketball, that's including his defense. The thing is, is when he plays really hard defense, he tends to lose his legs late in games. And, yeah. and you need Drew to be playing at his best in the fourth quarter. Now, how about this young man who came out of nowhere, off the bench for uh, Brian Frick and the Johnson Dragons, Sam Tornabane. Now, he's a young man who broke the rim at Lincoln, although I don't – he's got – he got credit for it, but he didn't really break the rim. It was it was a nice dunk, but I think it was wear and tear. This Tornabeam, he only had like one or two three-pointers. He's now up to seven threes. He's their sixth man here in the last 11 days for Lincoln. Number 40, when he comes off the bench, 6'5", junior, 
he's provided a spark that you want to see off the bench, and the Maroons have got to answer that with their bench, don't you think, tonight, with either Colin Clark, Jack Odie, uh, Mata Brua, uh, they've got to match that intensity. And, of course, Quincy, uh, Quincy Ferguson, the Dowling guard, they've got to match uh, what Johnson brings off the bench. Well, the bench play becomes critical, especially in the playoff run. Foul trouble, you need somebody to jump in because you're a one-and-done situation. So as you build throughout the season your bench, and, and this young man, Tornaday, who's taken advantage of those opportunities and stepped up in, in a, uh, a, uh, a six-man role, uh, certainly is going to be somebody to be formidable. But you mentioned, you know, Jack Odie is, is, is a heck of a shooter for Dowling. Uh, he's getting you know, some more minutes. Colin Clark was able to start the other night uh, in, in place of, of Carson Brown. And his defense has, has been outstanding. And, you know, he had some offensive plays that uh, that certainly really uh, excelled Dowling into into a situation to push, you know, Anthony Centennial in, in that first half at least. And, and then Quincy, you know, Quincy Ferguson, who's, who's a senior, is now coming off the bench. He's putting in some really quality minutes and, and is, is starting to excel in that role where you certainly need him. All right, you're listening to the pregame show before tonight's boys game between Dowling and Johnson here at the Johnston Gym. We're about uh, around three minutes away from starting lives. We're going to take our uh, break before the tip-off, and along with uh, Jimmy Cattaldo and Mark Amadale, if you tuned in late, the girls' game was won by Johnson. Number one Johnson defeating Dowling Catholic 60-28. to uh, Dowling girls dropped to 16-5, and their record on the season. Johnson now 21-0, and their regular season has ended for the Johnson uh, Dragons. They'll take on a Council Bluffs Jefferson team a week from tomorrow. Dowling girls have one more game left. They'll go to Cedar Falls tomorrow afternoon. We'll take a break, come back with the starting lineups. Dowling and Johnson here on Iowa Catholic Radio. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Do people who commit suicide automatically go to hell? The death of a loved one through suicide is one of the toughest things for anyone to deal with. But fortunately, all is not necessarily lost. While it's true that suicide is listed under the grave list of sins, remember that two other things must happen at the time of the sin for it to be considered mortal. One, the sin has to be fully consented to. Two, the person has to know that what they are doing is mortally wrong. We can never know exactly what a victim of suicide is going through, but depression, or other mental illnesses can lead a person to do things he or she would not normally consider doing in their right mind. And if they're not fully in control of their thoughts or their actions, then God, in his perfect, infinite mercy, will know and judge them accordingly. For more Young Catholic Minutes, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. Back here at the Johnson Gym alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadale, as we're set for the boys game, Dowling and Johnson tonight here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Jeff Pickett is our studio director, and uh, the Dowling boys, their record is 6-12. and 12. Uh, The Maroons have kind of hit a wall. They've Well, number one, you're, you're playing one of the toughest schedules in the state, as we've talked about all year, and that's kind of what Coach Dilkin brought to the table Sunday when they had the seedings for the sub-states. But uh, the Maroons had their two-game winning streak uh, snap with the loss on Tuesday night at Ankeny Centennial, 49-40. And the Maroons have lost four of their last six games. And, of course, the meeting with Johnson about uh, 11 days ago, Johnson defeated Dowling 59-41 at the Dowling Gym. So the Maroons have that to overcome along with the stomach flu going through. And uh, you, you mix all that in, and it's like, okay, you're playing back-to-back. And uh, Dowling, after tonight's game, travels to Linmar. And they'll take on number three, Cedar Rapids-Kennedy, tomorrow afternoon. So that's what the Dowling boys have in store, Jimmy. It, it's tough to have the number one 
strength of schedule uh, in the state because you're playing that every night. And, uh, yeah. and with Johnston and then Cedar Rapids Kennedy and then Centennial played uh, very well the other night. But you go back to that game uh, back on January 31st against Johnston and you know, Johnston came out, had four kids and double figures. And, and in fact, Dowling was ahead uh, after the first quarter, 9-7, and things got a little a little away from them in the second quarter. They did well in the – Dowling comes back and plays well in the third quarter, and then Johnston runs them out of the gym in the fourth. So, of course, Dowling needs to have their legs. They're going to be able to have to play well. They're going to have to shoot the ball well, uh, you know, to stay in this. But they're certainly going to have to play a great defensive effort against Trey Lewis and Stephen Kramer tonight. Yeah, Johnston started 9-1 and one on the season. They went 5-2 and two since. They've won 12 of the last 14 games. They're on a roll. And uh, they were trailing on Tuesday night at Lincoln before the game was uh, called off due to the uh, broken rim and backboard at the roundhouse. So uh, they're on a roll. They've got mix and match. And I'm looking, yep, Coach Woodley's on the bench tonight. Remember the game uh, at Dowling? He had to sit a game for whatever reason. I haven't talked to him about it. I should have texted him earlier, but I didn't. But uh, Andy Woodley, who's a high school football official, missing a game. Hmm, I wonder how that's going to run. You would never see As me doing that. As a football coach, you just don't, you just don't question it. If, if he is officially, that is not going to question it. I'm going to take his word on it. And hopefully we get a call when we really need it. When, you, when we really need it. Okay. Let's take a look at the starting line. Let's start with Dowling. Uh, the Maroons are the visiting team. They're wearing their road dark uniforms. And we're trying to look at the lineup as uh, Davis Sheck, I think, is in the lineup tonight as we thought he might be suffering the bowel of the flu. Maroons will start. Carson Brown, he's missed a couple games with the stomach flu. Carson is a 6'2 senior, averaging 8.5 points. So we're number three. The other guard is expected to be Davis Sheck, and he is uh, sitting ready to be introduced. 5'11 junior, averaging 7 points, feeling the effects of the flu. And the third guard is Joey Coppola for Dowling, a 5'10 sophomore, averaging 4 points. He'll wear number 15. And the fourth guard in this lineup is Drew Morrow, six-foot junior, uh, leads the team with 38 made threes. He'll wear number 25. In the center for Dowling, Jalen Pettis, a 6'3 senior, averaging seven and a half points, leads the team with five and a half rebounds, and Jalen will wear number 43. So it'll be Carson Brown, Davis Sheck, Joey Coppola, Drew Morrow, the four guards, along with Jalen Pettis for Dowling. The head coach is Clay Thielking in his first year, six wins, 12 losses, assisted by Nick Wagner and Jimmy Nahas. And also on the bench, Kevin O'Hare. The Maroons come in averaging 57 points on offense. They give up 55.5 points on defense. And Dowling's record is 6-12. and 12. And they earned a number three seed in their sub-state. That'll be uh, getting underway a week from Monday. And now for the home team on the scoreboard, the Johnson Dragons. The head coach in his third year is Brian Frick. 41 wins, 16 losses. Took him to the... State runner-up last year, losing to Waukee, assisted by Andy Woodley and Josh Kennedy. And the Dragons' record is 12-5. and five. They're ranked eighth in Class 4A. And they'll start this lineup at one guard, Trey Lewis, who uh, Jimmy and I were talking about, a 5'10 senior. Leads the team in scoring with 22.2 points a game. Leads the team in made threes with 50 a game. Leads the team in rebounds with 7.5 per game. And in assists, 5.5 a game. And in steals, 31 steals on the season. And in he stands at 5'10", and will wear number three. The second guard is Taylor Proctor, a 5'11", sophomore, averaging four points. And the third guard is Stephen Kramer, who we talked about earlier, a 6'5", senior, averaging 16.5 points, and is tied for the team leading rebounds at 7.5. He does lead the team in blocks with 12. Kramer will wear number five. One forward, Nathan Ruish, 6'4", junior, averaging 7.5 points. 
And the center is Jacob Simpson. Simpson is 6'5", sophomore, averaging five points and five rebounds. And he'll wear number 42. So it'll be Lewis, Proctor, Kramer, the three guards for Johnston, Ruish, and Simpson in the post. And the Dragons' record is 14-3, and three, and they come in averaging just over 70 points a contest while giving up 56.2. So that's the tail of the tape there, Jimmy Cataldo. And what are some of the thoughts you have before we tip it off? Well, as I talked about earlier, is, is the, the matchup is going to look at is, is who's going to be guarding Trey Lewis. The anticipation would be Joey Coppola early, getting a little bit of Drew Morrow on him with botting him up. Uh, but, but their ability to to guard Trey Lewis uh, around the perimeter and block him out since since he is leading the team in rebounds, uh, in, uh, points, three steals, total rounded player. So got to play well against him. And, and then, again, for the Maroons is, is you got to be able to shoot the ball. When the ball gets in, in, into your hands, your feet are set. You know, hit, knock down some threes, attack the basket, get to the, get to the uh, free throw line, and make this a four-quarter game and then see where the chips fall. All right, the tip is up and controlled. By Dowling Catholic, Jalen Pettis out leaps Jacob Simpson. And we're underway, a long three by Morrow, top of the key, good. Drew Morrow gets things started with a three-pointer from the top of the key, 3 nothing Dowling to start this contest. Dragons go right to left, north to south here at the Johnston Gym. Now corner three left wing, good, and both teams coming out hot. Nathan Ruish with the three for Johnston. Wow, Jimmy. As, as, as we mentioned, we are seeing Joey Coppola face guarding Trey Lewis around around the three-point arc, but, you know, that other guys have to step up and, and, and play defense, get get through the picks or or switch if that's the, the call. And that's where Dowling got caught up. They did not switch the pick, didn't get through it, and Roosh hit it. And now Dowling with the ball and on the uh, baseline, Davis Sheck, a head fake, wanted to shoot the three, head fake, dribbled baseline, had the opening, but traveled with the basketball. Turnover against Dowling. We're tied at three. Underway here in the first quarter. Of the boys' contest, earlier tonight it was Johnston 60, Dowling 28, the final in the girls' contest of top five teams. Here's Lewis with it for Johnston. Dowling stays man-to-man. Johnston's been man-to-man, and now a backdoor cut. Lewis underneath tried to underhand it to Simpson on the pass. It's stolen away by Dowling. Here's Carson Brown in the lane, and a charging foul called on Carson Brown has taken the heat. was Mason Ryan who got the late start for Johnston. Ryan off the bench drew the charge. Carson's got to see that, you know, Roosh, uh, excuse me, uh, uh, Ryan was standing in the middle of the lane setting up this charge as Carson Brown reaches half court. Carson's got to see that, not force that play, uh, get it out or, or hit the 10-foot the, the jump shot. Mason Ryan got the start tonight, a senior on senior night, six-foot senior, averaging eight and a half points. He was a starter mid-year. Now pull-up jumper at the free throw line, good by Stephen Kramer, and that just looks effortless when he shoots the ball like that. Pettis had, it was on him. Uh, he can be really long on his jump shot. Uh, you got to hand his face, but you know, Stephen Kramer is a heck of a basketball player, and you can see you know, why he's doing what he's doing at his age. Now Pettis, a pass in the corner to Coppola, three-pointer, no good. Off the mark, rebound Lewis and Johnson. Dragons coming down court, and Lewis can't get the shot off, but he gives it to Ryan for three. Left wing, it's no good, and out of bounds over the backboard. It'll be Dowling basketball. It's going to be transition defensive on, on, on a missed uh, shot. You know, Johnson's going to get out and run, and so Dowling's going to hustle back and get on defense. But, uh, but, you know, this early on, Joey Capone is doing a, a pretty good job with Trey Lewis uh, on the defensive set as he can continue to shut him down. And Joey's gotten a lot of confidence uh, over, over this uh, last half of the year, uh, and I think he's going to do a pretty good job tonight. Now Morrow for three, left wing, hits the front of the rim, no good, left it short, rebound Lewis and Johnson. Dragons lead it 5-2 to two as Dowling got out to a 3 nothing lead, and then Johnson's hit five straight. 
Now a shot in the lane. It's no good by the Dragons. Rebound Dowling. Runes in transition. Here's Coppola. Looking for a cutter. Can't hit Marlon. Now swings it to Sheck. Davis dribbles inside. Gets it to Pettis. His shot off the glass. Good. Nice dribble penetration that time by Davis. Sheck to Pettis. It's a, it's a great pass by, by Sheck. You know, drawing two people. Easy bounce pass in. And then uh, Jalen Pettis uh, putting up the ball on, on the block uh, for two. Johnson with the basketball. As they go right to left. Dowling stays man-to-man. Backing in is Kramer. Goes baseline. Nice defense that time by Carson Brown. And now leaves it for Ruish, who dribbles in the lane and has it deflected. Now Kramer with it, guarded by Brown. Kramer spins, now whirls, and a shot just inside the free throw line. Good, kind of a fadeaway, if you will, by Steven Kramer, his fourth point. Just a talented shot uh, by Steven Kramer. Got got Carson into the lane, uh, does a reversed uh, fadeaway shot, and and really soft shot by Kramer to hit it. Now Maroon skipped the pass, and over in the left corner for three. It's good. Davis check. Stomach flew and all, hits the corner three. What you're seeing out of the Maroons is that they're able to set their feet on their three-point shot. Drew Morrow had two uh, set uh, shots, and Sheck had two set shots. Uh, if they can get those to go down. Now Lewis loses the basketball. All the way down goes Carson Brown. It's blocked by Stephen Kramer, and the Johnston fans react to that. And the other way we go with Johnson with the ball and a foul on Dowling. Eight to seven's our score. Dowling with the lead and the foul on Drew Morrow, his first. Be interested to see some of the ill effects that uh, – that Carson Brown has had, you know, battling the flu. Uh, you know, seems to be moving pretty well, uh, but wasn't able to, you know, gain any steps on that fast break, uh, fast break uh, a, a shot. And Kramer comes in and blocks it. Tornabane in there for Johnson. Keep an eye on him as uh, Simpson sits down. Sam Tornabane. Now Johnson with the ball. Fallaway jumper by Kramer. Leaves it short. And a rebound Pettis as he boxed out Tornabane to get the ball. Dowling with it. Runes lead by one. Four minutes remaining here. Backdoor cut by Pettis. Reverse layup. Good. And the assist to Davis Sheck. That's, that's two assists by Sheck, but, but what a play by, by Jalen Pettis. In the lane, scoop under, uh, right-handed shot uh, across the backboard. Put a little spin on the ball uh, to let it go in. Dowling by three. 10-7 over Johnston. And now a long three. In and out no good by Lewis. And the rebound. Out to Pettis, and he had it slapped away from him by Kramer, and Dowling will keep possession. Maroons with the three-point lead. And now substitutions as Carson Brown, you know, he's kind of winded. Coach Phil King did talk about, uh, you know, getting kids up to speed after missing time, and you don't want them to lose their lungs because uh, stamina is a big thing in this game, as you know, Jimmy. And uh, <laughs> it's, it, it's two straight games against two very, very good opponents. So being able to go to the bench, keep kids fresh, is going to be critical the next two nights. Charlie Stewart back in the lineup as Carson Brown sits down. Now Kramer with the steal in. Coast to coast for the basket. Steven Kramer with six of Johnston's nine points here in the first quarter. And it's a 10-9 Dowling lead when the steal. Alright. Dowling with the ball. Here's Morrow right wing. Dragons stay man to man. Here's Charlie Stewart underneath the Pettis. His shot off the glass. No good. Too strong but a foul called underneath says Tyler Brady. And this will be on Johnston. Sam Tornabane with the foul. That's his first. He's a young man that's been instant offense and defense. And he's got the unusual. The Maroons have been able to find Jalen Pettis on on three different occasions now. Uh, So Jalen's finding his way open Mm -hmm. at at the block. And that's aided by Johnston having to have help defense on Dowling's penetration to the basket. Both free throws good by Pettis. He has six points here in the first quarter. 
Dowling's lead is three, 12-9 over Johnston. Dragons come in with a record of 14-3 and, and a number eight ranking in Class 4A. Dowling unranked with a record of 6-12. And, and now Pettis pokes the ball away into the hands of Davis Sheck. And Dowling now with the steal. Here's Morrow with it. Step back three. He won't take it. Leaves it for Charlie Stewart. Stewart down the lane. His shot blocked by Tornabane. Ball loose. And Lewis picks it up for Johnson. And a reach-in foul on Dowling. They may get Pettis. And they will. Charlie's just getting caught going to his right side, which has been his dominant side throughout the year. And... And he just got to get a little bit better protecting that basketball because his athleticism can certainly get him above the rim. Uh, he's just getting caught, uh, you know, when defenses are overplaying his right side. When they, when uh, Drew Morrow reversed the ball to him, he was at the top of the key, and Charlie wouldn't shoot it there, and he took it down and uh, turnover. Now Tornabane gets underneath and gathers the ball in and scores. Sam Tornabane, he has the distinction of breaking the rim that stopped the game at Lincoln, and it really wasn't his fault. Yeah. It was a nice... Nice baseline dunk. He came from the left side, but the rim, I think it was damaged before I, that. I, I think the girls did well, it well, during the girls' game. you got to understand, we play <laughs> our Italian Sunday league at, at Lincoln, so we could have had, <clears throat> we could have been a culprit to that. You heard that admitted here in Iowa Catholic Radio, folks. Kramer with the ball. His shot blocked by Pettis and rebound Charlie Stewart. We've seen some great defensive plays. Now here's Sheck in transition, three-pointer. No good. Ball slapped out of bounds, and they say, Kramer stepped out of bounds when he saved it. It'll be Dowling basketball with a minute 40 remaining. First quarter, 12 to 11, Dowling over Johnston as Mata Brewer for the first time tonight in the uh, Dowling lineup, as is Colin Clark here in the final minute 40, Jimmy. You look over the past several games, and the Maroons have had such contested three-point shots that they've just their, their, their shooting percentages have gone really down the tanks. But tonight they're getting their open looks. Uh, and, and I can see them hitting a, a few of these here coming down the line. And now Montabru with a quick move. His shot up and no good. Might have been blocked by Tornabane as he got the rebound. Johnson the other way with it. And we're approaching the uh, minute 20 mark. Underneath Lewis, off balance, good. And there's no way Davis Sheck can stay with him like that. He's just so good coming off picks and uh, comes around, rolls around off the pick, and, and Sheck caught, got himself uh, chasing Trey Lewis to the basket, who's so incredibly quick. 13-12, Johnson by one. Here's Charlie Stewart coming off a ball screen. Underneath the Mata Brua, a head fake. is shot up, blocked. Blocked by Johnson. Weeks out help by Ruish. And rebound Dragons. Here's Trey Lewis. Minute to play in the quarter to Kramer, who's guarded by Clark. Now Lewis for three over Carson Brown. Off the mark, no good. Weak side rebound, Dowling and Davis Sheck. Love what the Maroons are doing defensively on Trey Lewis. Yeah, Joey Coppola for his uh, stint on the field floor. Davis Sheck had him for two uh, two possessions, and now Carson Brown mixing it up. Different type of athletes guarding Trey Lewis could cause him a lot of problems. Kramer guarding Stewart. Now dribble handoff. See if the Maroons can hold it here. 25 seconds left in the quarter. Johnston by one. Here's Carson Brown with it with 20 seconds remaining. As the Maroons spread the court and hold for one. Possession arrow favors Johnston. There's Carson Brown to Stewart. Ten seconds remain. The Marines will have to attack the glass. Here's Stewart in the lane. In the corner to Brua. Won't shoot it. Five seconds remaining. Mata, the pass to Carson Brown. Carson, step back three at the horn, is up and short. And we've come to the end of the first quarter with the score. Johnston, 13. Dowling Catholic, 12. And alongside Jimmy Cataldo, I'm Mark Amadil. We'll be back with the second quarter in one minute here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. 
Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. GoldenRulePHC.com And we're back here at the Johnson Gym alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadil, underway here in the second quarter. Johnson, 13, Dowling, 12. Jimmy, you got to look at the first quarter numbers. Maroons uh, shot two of four from the field, 50%. Just one for six from three. Uh, had some really good looks, just weren't knocking them down, 16%. Four total rebounds and two turnovers for Johnston. Four of eight from the field for 50%. One of four from three for 25%. Uh, three total rebounds and then three turnovers for the Dragons. All right, Trey Lewis commits the turnover as he picked up the offensive foul as uh, he set an illegal screen after passing the ball. 13-12. Johnson with the lead. Dowling going with their same lineup. It's uh, Joey Coppola, Drew Morrow, who will launch the three, top of the key. Good! That's the second made three for Drew. And you mentioned it earlier, Jimmy. He's got to keep his legs for the uh, second half. He has six first-half points. Well, that's how Drew started the first quarter, by hitting a three-point shot. Start, starts the second quarter hitting a three-point shot. Really positive thing, and so did uh, so did Johnston. And now Johnston, Sam Tornabain, with his fifth point off the bench, hits the three, and he's a guy you just don't look to match up with. He comes in, but he's been effective for head coach Brian Frick this year, especially the last uh, two weeks. Well, if Tornabain Tornaday can uh, can shoot the ball, you know his length is going to force Jalen uh, Pettis out of the out of the block, and that's just an atypical thing for Jalen to guard the perimeter shot. Now here's uh, Carson Brown, his shot up and no good, and a. Ball goes out of bounds. It'll be Johnson basketball with 6.52 remaining here in the second quarter. Johnson 16, Dowling 15. Mark Amadale, Jimmy Cataldo tonight as we are on the balcony. Or is this a track? I've seen this guy walk by me several times since the boys game, and I think he's doing the laps. We're on kind of a mini track up here, Coach. I didn't realize you were so popular here in Johnston. Everybody, everybody's giving you a shrug to the shoulder, and I think I'm chopped liver. <laughs> The, the, Nobody the, talks to me. The, the, the boys, or the girls coach, Coach Jellick, won in 21 in a row. He wanted our post game. I was going to take the headset off you and interview Coach Jellick because that would probably be more entertaining, but we left you here. Here's a shot in the lane. No good. Dowling with the rebound. And down court, and Coppola takes it to the hole and scores. Nice move by Coppola right over Kramer. Great finish by Joey, uh, especially as, as Kramer is coming through to block the shot. Joey, nice slough, uh, kiss off the backboard. Now how about that? Hanging in the air. Trey Lewis, a shot off the glass. Good, and the Maroons now have... Been let up here in their transition defense. Trey got an awful good look from the left side, and he scores his fourth point. You know, if, if you're Dowling, you just want to just stick with them, play play with these guys uh, as, as, as long as you can. You know, Johnston made the run in the first game in the second quarter. Uh, if, if the Maroons can keep them tight throughout this half, uh, go into the halftime with some momentum, good things can happen. And Coppola, a nice head fake. He got his uh, away from his defender, but he loses the ball out of bounds. He tried to go from the left wing towards the baseline and a turnover against Dowling. And 
Johnston with it. We'll set the Dowling lineup. It's Coppola along with Carson Brown, Davis Check, Jalen Pettis, and Colin Clark, the five on the floor for Dowling Catholic. And here's Lewis in the lane. A little teardrop up, no good. Rebound Pettis. Now we got a loose ball foul called on Johnson to reach in. Taylor Proctor, who was scheduled to start tonight as a sophomore, but he gave up his spot to senior Mason Ryan, and Proctor off the bench picks up the foul for the Dragons. See, that is team foul number three on Johnson. Dowling also has three fouls here, Coach. Well, it's a great job again by Joey Capola, but he gets picked up the top of the key. And Carson Brown really saves that as, as, as he comes and gives help defense, allows Joey to recoup uh, off the pick. But, again, continue to stick with Trey Lewis, make him frustrated as you get through the game. And now a charging foul called as a nice pass by Drew Marl to Pettis, but Johnson read that, an offensive foul called on Jalen. That is his second foul. Now get Amata Brua off the bench. Jalen's having a very productive game with six points in, the, in this early part of this game, and they've just the runs have found him on the baseline. Uh, you know, Seeing him pick up two fouls is it, it, it may hurt, it may help. We'll see what Mata does here with five minutes to go in the third. All right, Lewis across the timeline, guarded by Coppola. That was one matchup you wanted to uh, keep an eye on. Who's going to who's gonna guard Lewis? Coppola has him right now. Now the swing pass over to Lewis. Dribbles in the lane against Coppola. Pulls up, double team. Now kicks it out. Tornabane for three, good. That guy has been a killer from the outside because they left him open. It, it forces Mata now to go out and, 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 and guard him outside the three-point arc. And, Mata doesn't want to give up that speed, so he has to play off him a little bit uh, to protect for the dribble drive. But if Tornabane can hit those shots, it's going to be really, really tough for the Maroons. Tornabane, 6'5", tall, lanky kid, and he leads in scoring off the bench with eight points now for Johnston. Dowling with the ball, trailing by four. This is the largest Johnston lead right now. 21-17, and we've got a timeout called by Dowling. We'll keep it here with 4.20 left to go second quarter. Timeout by the Dragons. 21-17, Johnson with the lead over Dowling. Mark Medell alongside Jimmy Cataldo. And we want to thank our supporters of Iowa Catholic Radio. They include construction professionals along with Ashworth Vision Clinic and Dental Associates. And a reminder tonight, we got some CIML games going on. These are all the final girl boy basketball doubleheaders of the year. Both teams go their separate ways beginning tomorrow. Dowling and Johnston here. Southeast Polk is at Waukee. Urbandale at Valley. Ankeny Centennial at Ankeny, the Battle of Ankeny tonight, Fort Dodge at Mesa City. Waukee Northwest travels to Marshalltown, a tumble at Roosevelt. And first place on the line in the Metro Conference, Lincoln at Hoover, as uh, Lincoln has a half-game lead. And, of course, if uh, Hoover wins at home, they tie for the central, the Metro Conference title, and East is at North. That's, in again, boys played, Lincoln and Hoover I'm referring to. Tomorrow the Dowling boys get on the – Bus travel to Linmar High School. They got a one o'clock tip off against third-ranked Cedar Rapids Kennedy. It'll be a boys-only game, and the Dowling girls they have a three thirty tip off at Cedar Falls in a girls-only contest. It'll be a JV one, JV two, and a varsity game. Fifth-ranked Dowling girls at unranked Cedar Falls, who's a third seed. Now Dowling out of the timeout. Davis Shecker three-pointer up and no good, and a rebound comes out to Dowling. Had a good look there. Johnson comes out at a one-three-one zone out of that timeout. And now a nice move by Tornabane. He's been the Dowling killer. He but now has eight points of his t- eight of his ten points in the second quarter, and the Dragon lead is five. He's versatile. He hits two three-point shots, and that time he, he makes a move on Mata at the baseline, and nice easy uh, a two-foot shot. So he could be a problem uh, for the for the Maroon big guys in this game. I'm check that. Ten points now for Tornabane, and now Dowling underneath. 
And a whistle and a foul called on Johnson. That'll be on Tornabane, his second. And that much to the disdain of uh, head coach Brian Frick, who <laughs> didn't agree with that. If, if, if that's the one thing that the Maroons do have over Tornabane is size. So Mata had certainly has an advantage at the block for the, for the rebounds, and that time he gets the offensive rebound and draws the foul and gets him, uh, Tornabane, into uh, early foul trouble. Early foul trouble for a guy who's coming off the bench. <laughs> there you go. Mata Brew at the free throw line. It's the first one, second one on the way. In and out, no good. Rebound Kramer and, Va and uh, Johnston is 23-18. Five-point Johnston lead. 3.20 left to go here in the second quarter. At halftime, we'll have the Dowling girls coach. Kristen Meyer will join us. Now a nice backdoor cut and a layup good by Trey Lewis. He got a nice pass that, or, that time by his teammate. A, a great, great pass. Uh, uh, Proctor gets the, uh, the, back, the backdoor runner and uh, converts. Now Dowling comes up empty on their possession. All the way down court is Lewis. He's just pushing the envelope. And he's going to be called for traveling. He's going to force Joey Capola to sprint back on defense, especially on missed shots, because once Trey Lewis gets the rebound or gets that pass, he's out running. And it's going to force the, the, the guards this time. It's, it's Joey. And he, where he hustled back and got back there and, and forced the turnover. It, he did. And that's, that was something Dowling got out of there for a period of time in the first quarter. They made that adjustment. Turnover against Johnson. Dowling with the ball. Here's Brua on the left elbow. Head fake against Tornabane. Leaves it for Drew Morrow. Drew coming off a ball screen. Can't get the shot off. Over to Coppola. 2.30 remaining. 25-18. Johnston by seven. This is the Dragons' largest lead. And we got traveling by Dowling. So both teams with back-to-back -back, uh, turnovers. And now Odie checks in the Dowling lineup. Maroons will get a little taller as Davis check will sit down. But Johnston's now extending their defense. Where we talked about the first quarter where the Maroons were getting Good look, three-point shots. Now Johnson's coming out and guarding the Maroons, and that time got Drew uh, caught in a uh, in a decision to make to throw or, or, or to or to shoot, and he got caught in a, and in a turnover. And here's dribble penetration by Lewis, and a three-pointer up good by Mason Ryan. That's his first three of the night, and now the Maroons nearly lose the ball. Carson Brown tracks it down, gives it to Drew Marl, dribbles baseline, looks double-teamed. And Dowling may need to call a timeout, and they do. Heads-up play by Coppola as Dowling gets the timeout with two minutes remaining. And let's see what they call. If they keep it, it'll be a full. We'll take a one-minute break with two minutes to go here in the second quarter from the Johnston Gym. Johnston 28, Dowling 18 here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is Dale Offwist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say that the church needs to keep up with the times? G.K. Chesterton says that all this talk about keeping up with the times has been uttered hundreds of times before. To be up to date, he says, is a paltry ambition, except in an almanac. The church certainly does not need to imitate the secular world. In fact, what does the word secular mean? It does not mean worldly. It does not even mean irreligious. To be secular simply means to be of the age, that is, of the age which is passing. And in the case of anyone trying to keep up with the times, the age that is already past. So what the word secular really means is dated. The church's truth is never out of date because it is eternal. Want more than a minute? Chesterton.org. And we're back here at the Johnson Gym. Mark Amadillo and Jimmy Cataldo with uh, two minutes remaining here in the second quarter. Dowling with the ball out of the timeout. Maroons have 
Three timeouts left. Johnson has all five of theirs at their disposal. Carson Brown, Drew Morrow, Jack Odie, Joey Coppola, and Mata Brua. Now Brown leaves it for Coppola. Top of the key for three. In and out, no good. And Tornabane with the rebound and the Dragons with it. That ball was halfway down the basket. Hate to see that one come back out. Oh, Tornabane, a great assist. And slamming it home is Kramer, but he's going to be teed up for hanging on the rim. So Kramer with his eighth point. And that'll be a personal foul, too. That'll be his first foul. And Dowling will be shooting two technicals and Drew Morrow. So you can't hang on the rim. You can't lift yourself up after you slam it through. If you're thought of being undercut, I know you don't no. understand this, Jimmy. This is above the rim I was going to say, and you, and you know this by experience, right? I do. So, I do. Uh, back in the eight-foot baskets but, but it, on the south side. It's a good point. If you watch that Clemson-Duke game last night, uh, Duke kid goes up for a uh, slam dunk gets undercut. Yeah, that was, uh, that was dangerous. So if you're getting undercut, you can hang on the rim, but Kramer slammed it through and kind of pulled himself up and let himself go and, you know, let the crowd know it. And uh, Stephen Kramer picked up the technical foul. That's his first. He has eight points. Both free throws good by Drew Morrow. And it's 30-20. to 20. Johnson's lead is 10, their largest of the night. I think the Maroons got to get back to what they were doing so well was with moving without the basket. Don't get caught sitting around watching. Now Kramer underneath with the loose ball. His shot is no good. Rebound Lewis. And now Trey comes out with a minute 10 remaining. And he's guarded by Coppola and a reach-in foul from behind on Coppola. And they'll wave off the shot. Out of bounds to Johnston. That'll be Dowling's 14 foul. And on Joey, that'll be his first foul. 15 foul on Dowling. Five also on Johnston. And we're in the final 66 seconds of the half. And Maroons by 10. They want like to get it down to single digits here before the half. Tornabane with it, guarded by Brewer, top of the key. Now we got a blocking foul on a legal screen once again on Johnston. They're going to get Tornabane for the foul. That's his third. That's a, that's a, that's a big foul. And, and of course, Joey sold that. I mean, he got picked pretty hard uh, and, and tried to fight through the pick. Really allowed him to get the better position on the pick and drew the foul. Yeah, Jacob Simpson will replace him. Jacob started 6'5 sophomore for Johnston, averaging five points, five rebounds, but they like the way Tornabane plays. And now the starter has to come in and fill in for the sub. Here's Mata Brua with it. 40 seconds remaining. Brua looking for a backdoor cut. Gets it to Coppola. Joey back to Brua. In the lane. Pull-up jumper is short. And a rebound, Johnston. And that is Nathan Ruish, who we haven't heard much from here in the second quarter, with the rebound. Lewis in the lane. Leaves it for Mason Ryan. Back to Lewis. Little two-man game left wing as Johnson clears out. Lewis in the lane, and his shot is partially blocked. Foul on Dowling. They might get Brewer for the help defense. We'll see. Nope, they're going to give it to Coppola. So team foul number six on Dowling, and Coppola with the second foul. You know, as you mentioned, with, with just under 19 seconds ago, the Maroons now down 11. Uh, you know, coming into the quarter, they were just down one, so Johnson's extended it uh, to 11. That, you know, working to get that that down to single digits is going to be critical, you know, especially getting into the halftime. Lewis hits the first free throw and the second free throw. He has six points, comes in averaging 22.2 points a game, and leads a team with 50 made threes, which is second in Class 4A. Ten seconds remaining. Carson Brown between the circles. Johnson by 12, their largest lead. 
Five seconds. Carson down the lane. Shot off the glasses short. And we go to halftime with the Johnson Dragons enjoying their largest lead of the night, 32-20 over Dowling Catholic here at the half, uh, Jimmy Cataldo. Well, as, as we mentioned, what, what was working so well for the Maroons in the first quarter was the moving without the ball. Right. All, all four or five guys were moving without the ball and really forcing Johnston to play, you know, their full four, uh, half-court defense. You look as this as the second quarter went on, the only guy really moving around was was uh, Drew Morrow. And, and with Kramer playing Drew, uh, really, really tough. It makes it really hard on, on, on Drew to get open. But I think they just got to get back to moving without the basket, which opens up so many more uh, shots as they found Jalen Pettis several times underneath the basket uh, for conversions. And they get back to that and, uh, you know, fight back into this game. Yeah, so many weapons for Johnson, so many uh, adjustments for Dowling, and the Maroons have handled some of them, but they trail by 12 here at halftime. We'll take a break from the Johnson gym. We'll total up the uh, first Half statistics, if you joined us late, the girls' game was won by Johnson. Number one, Johnson defeating Dowling Catholic 60-28. to Maroons are, are ranked fifth in 5A. Their record falls to 16-5. The Johnson Dragon girls now 21-0. And halftime of the boys' contest, Johnson 32, Dowling 20. Alongside Jimmy Cataldo, I'm Mark Amadell. And our thanks to uh, Jeff Pickett, who is our studio producer. And we'll be back with uh, halftime from the Johnson gym after this timeout on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Did you know you have a choice in your child's education? Smaller class sizes, dedicated teachers, a sense of community, and a caring learning environment. Whether it's in the classroom or at home, Diocese of Des Moines Catholic Schools deliver the best value in education, and we offer tuition assistance to help you afford it. Learn more about how the Catholic schools in the Des Moines Diocese might be the right choice for your child. Visit dmdiocese.org schools. The one who sows bountifully will also reap bountifully. Hi, this is Matt Wilkham, Executive Director for Iowa Catholic Radio. St. Paul's words in 2 Corinthians resonate in a special way for us Iowans who do our part to sow the seed, knowing in the end exactly who provides the growth. Will you help Iowa Catholic Radio continue to plant the seed of God's Word? Please consider a $30 a month sustaining gift and tune in to the Spring Carathon starting Monday, February 21st, or donate anytime at iowacatholicradio.com. Thank you. Listener-supported Iowa Catholic Radio, 1150 AM, KWKY, Des Moines, 94.5 FM, K233BT, Des Moines, 88.5 FM, KIHS, Adele, 90.9 FM, KLOX, Creston. Hey, welcome back to Halftime here at the Johnson Gym alongside Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadale. Our halftime score is Johnson 32 Dowling Catholic 20 as uh, Johnson jumped out to a 13-12 first quarter lead and outscored Dowling 19-8 in that second quarter deleted here at halftime. Jimmy, you got to look at some of the numbers? Uh, Maroon's uh, you know, a little bit ice cold in the second uh, quarter, but uh, finished the half 3 of 8 from the field for 37%, just 2 of 11 from the three-point arc, which was one of our keys that they got to be able to hit, uh, knock down some shots, uh, 18% in the three-point uh, arc. Six total rebounds and five turnovers for for Johnston. Just the opposite. Uh, they got really they got red hot in the second half, uh, second quarter. Uh, went eight of fourteen for the half, fifty seven percent for the field, and then shot four of seven in the in the first half for fifty seven percent from three. That including three for three in the second quarter. Nine total rebounds uh, for the dra- for the Dragons and then six turnovers uh, on the first half. All right, let's take a look at the scoring in the first half for Dowling Catholic. The Maroons were led by. 
Drew Morrow with eight points. He hit a pair of three-pointers and two for two at the line for his eight points. Six points for Jalen Pettis. Three points for Davis Sheck. Two points for Joey Coppola. And one point for Mata Brewer. Carson Brown did not score in the first half, one of Dowling's starters. As the Maroons went five of six at the free throw line. For Johnson, they were led by Tornabane. That was uh, Sam Tornabane, 10 points at halftime. Followed by Stephen Kramer with eight points, six points for Trey Lewis. And three points for Nathan Ruish, and two points for Taylor Proctor. And Mason Ryan, the start tonight, had three points. The Dragons, two for two at the free throw line. So both teams been at the free throw line. Dowling, uh, five of six. Johnson, two for two. But uh, one of the keys you talk about, who's going to guard Trey Lewis? We saw Coppola on, it, on him at the end. Didn't know if they would rotate. Didn't we see Carson Brown so earlier? We, we saw Joey Coppola early in the game. And what the Roads did well there was when Joey was getting picked, uh, somebody stepped up to stop Trey Lewis's dribble drive and allowed Joey to, to reset and get back on defense. We lost that uh, in, uh, in a couple times in that last uh, couple possessions, but they, they had David Sheck on him a couple uh, possessions. They had Carson Brown on a couple possessions, and then Joey Coppola, which all three different type of athletes, which has been really good for the Maroons, just holding him to six points. But matchup problem with Tornabane. Uh Being able to shoot the three-point shot as he did and then being able to handle the ball at the block, uh, he was certainly a – a matchup problem for the Maroons. In the and Tornabane picked up uh, three first-half fouls coming off the bench, so that might be something in the Maroons' favor, but uh, we'll see what kind of adjustments remain. A reminder that uh, uh, Dowling wrestling team and swimming team are in the uh, state uh, <laughs> state meet. Careful who you hand that microphone over. That's, that's very delicate. And you don't, you, there are certain people that should be on the air during football season well, and certain ones that should. If, if, if we got the sideline reporter for the football uh, well, game, so you know, we might as well put him on and see if he has any in, in, in incitement to this game. He's got too much fan in him because look who he's sitting with. Look at that. You know, he's got some guy named Skigliano. We're talking about Johnny Chido here. He's sitting with Skigliano, and those fans come up to media row. That's the reason why there's a door. Oh no, wait a second. They took the door out. They, I guess they let anybody in. But uh, Boy State swim meet, Dallin Catholic with five uh, individuals. Uh, four of them are in two events, and then of course the two relays. I got on the way tonight at 5:30 at the uh, in Iowa City at the Campus Recreation and Wellness Center, and the Maroons are qualifying for a couple of relays we mentioned tomorrow. And then district wrestling, Coach Ryan Finch and the Dowling wrestling team traveling to Council Bluffs Lewis Central High School tomorrow for their eight-team district. It's underway at 11 o'clock. Best of luck to them, Jim. You know a few of those wrestlers. And uh, we'll be calling their numbers and names and numbers next year on the football side also. Well, you see the wrestling program has really, really shifted. And uh, you see a lot of excitement. We went and saw one of their uh, recent dual meets at, uh, at Dowling, and the crowds were outstanding. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the atmosphere was, was, uh, was fun, and, and they got some really, really good wrestlers. And you think about uh, the Maroon wrestling program back in the 80s and 90s with Coach Dara, Coach Gray, you know, something I grew up around. In Absolutely. That, that was just incredible, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the program that they had. But certainly uh, Coach, uh, Coach Finch and, uh, and, uh, and they're, they're the Coach staff no- that, that, Coach that's, Noller come, and all that's them. come yeah. over, yeah. they've done a, a fantastic job. And I haven't seen the excitement of the Dowling Wrestling Program in quite some time. Well, the Maroons losing Wednesday uh, to Urbandale in the uh, playing match before the winner of that match, which was Urbandale played Ankeny to go to the state duels, and uh, Ankeny ended up winning that as they defeated Urbandale, who, uh, who beat 
who beat Dowling. So the Maroons now on the traditional side, see how many they can get qualified tomorrow out at Lewis Central High School. And I want to remind you, I want to thank uh, Skeptics Formal Wear, Catholic Tuition, and Mercy One for supporting our broadcast all season long. And don't forget to like Iowa Catholic Radio on Facebook and follow Iowa Catholic Radio on Twitter. Uh, you can do that. And reminder, the Catholic Morning Show with John Lee and Eddie, weekdays at 7 o'clock. I'm on with John right around 7.05 and 7.35, twice uh, an hour with uh, news, weather, and sports updates. So tune in to the Catholic Morning Show weekdays at 7. And reminder, Dowling girls and boys basketball teams on the road tomorrow. The Dowling girls will be traveling to Cedar Falls as the fifth-ranked Maroons taking on uh, Cedar Falls Tigers. They're a number three seed in their uh, regional. This will be a non-conference uh, game, non-division game. 3.30 tomorrow afternoon, JV1, JV2, and the Dowling Varsity. Uh, the Varsity will play at 3.30 at Cedar Falls High School. And that will conclude the Dowling girls' regular season. And then the uh, Dowling boys will travel to Linbar High School, and they will take on third-ranked Cedar Rapids-Kennedy tomorrow at 1 o'clock at Linmar High School, part of the Linmar tournament. Valley uh, plays right after them as the Valley will take on Linmar. They'll be the 2.30 game. Valley Tigers uh, ranked, I believe, fifth in Class 4A. So that's a look at some of the uh, stuff that's going on. Jimmy Cotado, I know the uh, weight training, the guy you had next to you, he had the, he had the uh, microphone and uh, had to leave, but he's involved with uh, Fred Tiernan, Kurt Brown, uh, Badgenstas, a few others helping out with the rate training of the middle schoolers. Yeah, and, and our middle school program has been uh, has, has really grown over the years. They lift twice a week. Uh, they get the seventh and eighth grade, both girls and boys, uh, which which is a great thing. You get uh, both athletes, and you get some of the uh, the girls, uh, you know, coaches that are out of season come in and, and help. But but uh, Johnny Chido, Fred Tiernan, who's, I mean. His impact on, on the football program, the athletic program, is, is is hard to explain because it's just so, so much. And, and he just does so much for, for us. And uh, and what he does in the, in, the, in the junior high weightlifting to organize that, mm -hmm. it's a thankless job, but he, he really puts a lot of time and effort in that. And hats off to Fred Tiernan and, and the rest of the gang that do it. Fred gave a nice speech last night. My daughter's part of the eighth grade girls. And. And she was there, and he, he gave a speech about, you know who started down here back in your age or actually younger? Caitlin Clark. And look what she's doing. So it all starts in middle school. And, and it's so important that they have to understand that everybody that they've grown up and seen, maybe shown up at the, at the uh, basketball arena or the football field, that every one of those athletes started somewhere. And, and that these young men and, and women who are in the junior high are, are taking the same path that all these other athletes have, have done uh, and so understanding the process of, of, of strength and, and speed is so important, becoming the well-rounded athlete. It certainly is. All right, we're halftime here at the Johnson Gym. We're going to keep it here, 32-20, as we're underway here in the second half. Dowling will have the ball first, trailing by 12. Johnson with the lead. Now the Maroons work a corner three, in and out no good from Coppola on the left baseline. Rebound Johnston. And we'll see if the lineups stay the same for the second half. Yep, they're going to start Ryan Lewis. Kramer does Johnston, along with Ruish, and they're going to start the sophomore in the middle. Yes, they are. Jacob Simpson. That's the five for Johnston. Lewis in the lane. His shot no good. Good defense by Capola, and the rebound out to Dowling. Now the Maroons will go with Davis Sheck, who brings the ball up. Carson Brown. Joey Capola. A head fake and a three-pointer up, and no good. Drew the foul. He'll get three free throws as uh, Jalen Pettis. And Drew Morrow are the five and the four for Dowling. Jimmy? It's a great job by Joey Coppola. He comes off the pick, has a wide open three, decides not to take it, but his defender jumps, 
and when he's in the air, he's vulnerable, and, and Joey goes ahead and shoots the ball and, and draws the three-point uh, uh, free throw foul. First free throw good, Coppola, 61% free throw shooter. That's his third point of the night. I mentioned Dowling at halftime, led by Drew Marles, eight points. Jalen Pettis, six points. Three points for Davis Sheck. Coppola's second free throw is good. Two points by Coppola at halftime. Now he's doubled that. He now has four. And Mata Brew off the bench with one point. And the third free throw is short, and a rebound Kramer and... Johnson as Dowling went five of six in the first half at the free throw line. Corner three by Ruish is no good. Rebound Dowling and Davis Sheck on the weak side. Dragons had six players score in the first half. Capola with it, 32-22. Dragons' largest lead was at halftime of 12 points over Dowling. Here's Morrow coming off a ball screen. Takes it to the lane. It's shot up and short. Uh, defended nicely by Simpson. Now outlet pass to Kramer, and he goes down court layup good. Kramer got in the open court and scored his 10th point. They, they force you to hustle back, and if you don't get back, they're scoring because their transition offense is really, really quick. Now Coppola with the basketball. Backdoor cut to, Pet, to Pettis. Layup good. Coppola found Pettis, who just broke to the basket from the free throw line. They, 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 the Maroons found him several times uh, in the lane, and that time Joey finds uh, Jalen, but who, who does a great cut to the basket off the free throw line for the easy two. Johnson with the basketball. Dowling man-to-man. We haven't seen zone by either team tonight. Ryan now for three left corner. It's no good. Fight for the rebound. Tipped out of bounds as Simpson was battling Pettis. They say it went off of Jalen. It'll be uh, Johnson basketball. Morrow will check out and checking in. As the Maroons make a, a lineup Charlie change. Stewart. Charlie Stewart checks in for Morrow. They lob it into to uh, Kramer, and it's stolen away by Stewart. Charlie with it. Underneath is shot up off the glass. No good. And a rebound, Trey Lewis and Johnson. Outlet pass to Kramer in the lane, and they're going to wipe off the uh, basket. Foul before on Sheck. And again, Johnson out running after a missed basket. And then that was off a fast break for the Maroons, who had three guys already back in the backcourt. But uh, Trey Lewis gets the rebound, and, 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 off he's, and off he goes. Ryan will throw it in for Johnson. Gets to Kramer. Now he'll launch the three right corner off the back after glass. No good. Try to bank shot it. Rebound Dowling and Carson Brown. Brown. Now to Capola for three. It's no good. And out of bounds to Johnston. And tough, tough, tough shot by Joey. You know, his feet were set. Had good rhythm in it. And just uh, just off the mark to the left on the shot. But, you know, you look at this and, and you look at, you know, Dowling scoring right now and, you know, Carson Brown, of course, is, 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 has some ill effect from, from his illness. and But he's held scoreless in this game, and he was held scoreless the last time uh, they played Johnston. So certainly Carson Brown's offense is certainly missed in this in this game uh, Kramer, against his opponent. Yeah, Kramer has, has it deflected by Brown in the lane. It's Lewis, pull-up jumper, good. And that was just a height advantage there with Mason Ryan, the six-foot senior, in the lane for his fifth point. And it's 36-24, Johnston by 12. 5-20 left third quarter here at the Johnston Gym. Mark Amadil and Jimmy Cataldo tonight. I want to thank Scott Babinat for sitting in for Steve Devenny during the girls game. Dowling boys now, they work underneath the Charlie Stewart and a foul on Kramer. Charlie had his man pinned. That was Kramer, and that's a nice matchup right there as Charlie drew the foul. Charlie had, had Kramer bodied in and had great position. Good entrance pass by, by Jalen Pettis, and uh, Charlie draws the foul on Kramer which becomes his second on the game. Capola will throw it in, gets to Carson Brown. He'll launch the three right wing, off the mark, no good. And the rebound, Johnston and Jacob Simpson, the 6'5 sophomore, boxed out Pettis. And we got a timeout, Johnston. We'll take a full timeout with him. 
Five minutes remaining here in the third quarter. It's Johnston 36, Dowling Catholic 24, along with Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Amadeo, here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. 60 seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen. The natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him, and neither can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. That is why those who share that spirit understand one another so readily. To try to teach people about Christ and the mysteries of our holy faith is almost like trying to teach a blind man color, unless those people are ready to receive the spirit of Christ himself. Now converts who take instruction come to know that Jesus is our Lord. Where do they learn it? From the spirit. The Holy Spirit woos the soul, draws it to a closer fellowship, to a more intimate union, becomes our sanctifier, just as the Father is our creator and the Son is our redeemer. The people you know and trust are on EWTN. And we're back here at the Johnston Gym alongside... Jimmy Cataldo, Mark Emmadale, under five minutes remaining here in the third quarter. Johnson 36, Dowling 24. Timeouts, Johnson with four. Dowling has three. And underneath, shooting and scoring is Trey Lewis with his eighth point. He has such a hard cut to the back door, and, and Trey is uh, so quick. It's uh, sometimes really, really tough to guard him. Dowling with the ball. It's Capola, Sheck, Charlie Stewart. Now over to Capola for three. Left wing, no good. Rebound. Simpson and Johnson. So Maroon's got another good look. Couldn't hit the shot. They're, they're getting wide open. Three looks. It's just it, uh, just not getting them in there, and, uh, and they're struggling from the three-point arc, causing a big part of this. Now Lewis step. inside. His shot is no good, and Jalen Pettis boxed out the big guy, Jacob Simpson, and Simpson commits the foul. That's his first. And there's, not, there's not too many people that are going to out-muscle Jalen in the box. Uh, and uh, Jalen uses everything he has in strength and size and does a great job boxing out, which – we haven't seen a ton of it with, with the Maroons tonight uh, because Johnson's been so hot in shooting the ball. Yes, they have. And a 14-point lead for Johnston, 38-24. Four minutes remaining. Drew Morrow back in the lineup for the Maroons. It'll be Morrow, Carson Brown, Charlie Stewart fakes the three. Now to Sheck for three. Top of the key. It's off the mark. No good. Rebound Simpson. Or Nathan Roosh and Johnson as the other way we go. Now a long three by Ryan is no good. Rebound Simpson. Gets it back to Kramer. Kramer behind the back in the lane. Underneath the Simpson. Backs his way in. A shot up too strong. No good. Rebounds Drew Morrow. Nice defense that time by Jalen Pettis. Really good. He had to, he had to guard both uh, uh, Stephen Kramer in the drive and then Jacob uh, Simpson twice. Pull up three by Morrow. Top of the key. No good. Tip by Pettis. No good. And a rebound Johnson. Here's Kramer. And he drew the foul. He went right around Morrow. It'll be Drew's second foul. Maroons are just having a really tough time getting those three-point shots to go down tonight. Uh, it was just 2 of 11 coming into the second half, but 0, of, 0 for 5 in the third quarter for the three-point. And that becomes a big big mark for struggling as, as you're down 14 with three minutes to go in the third. Three minutes, 20 seconds remaining here in the third. Johnson out of bounds underneath their own basket. Here's Ryan with it, gets it to Lewis. Trey with it, dribbles left side. And nobody picked him up. He went right around the corner and scored with the left hand. Lewis now with 10 points. Certainly needed help defense. Uh, Sheck did everything he could. But as uh, Trey Lewis came off the uh, off the pick, found a clear uh, alley to the basket and converts 
And the help defense wasn't there. I don't know who would have been closer, but nonetheless, Dowling down 16. This is uh, Johnson's largest lead. The Maroons working inside, and Marl's shot no good from the right block. And a rebound, Johnson and Lewis. Here's Ryan with it. Now to <laughs> rare miss is Tornabane in there. His shot no good. Dowling tried to run the fast break, and they overthrew Pettis. And that's a defensive lineman running uh, a receiver's route. Well, you know, this on, on missed shots, it's up and down for both teams. Johnson maybe a little bit quicker getting down uh, on their offensive side, but you're starting to see the Maroons stand around and watch one-on-one play where, you know, they got to continue to move on their offensive sets, uh, which opens uh, different alleys and even opens the guy with the ball uh, uh, to better shots to the lane. But uh, if they stop and, and start watching people dribble, that becomes trouble. Here's Proctor with it, who's in there for Johnson. Taylor Proctor to Lewis. Lewis in the lane, guarded by Sheck. Now he kicks the ball out. It's thrown away by Carson Brown. Carson Brown and Kramer down court, and the ball is blocked as the Kramer blocks the shot, keeping it in bounds as Tornabane and Johnson the other way as Brown had his shot blocked. And now Kramer the other way has wow. his shot blocked. Down court to Carson Brown, and he'll slam it through. There it is. So there you go, Jimmy. What an incredible play by Stephen Kramer is. As uh, Brown goes up with the one-handed dunk, and, and Kramer, you know, gets up as high as, as Carson does and blocks it. But on the transition, Carson gets it back and, and, and slams it home. Now the other way we go, and Johnson with the ball, and a foul on Sheck. And on Davis's second foul, and team foul number three on Dowling. On those last two possessions, I'm not sure if I got the stats right. Because <laughs> See, that was... we, had, we had turnover. Block shot, rebound, and then a dunk. Three-pointer by Tornabane, no good. Rebound Dowling and Charlie Stewart, 40-26. to 26. Johnston by 14. Dowling with the ball in the final two minutes of the third quarter. The Bruins attack the glass and draw the foul. This will be on Talon Proctor, his second. 14 foul on Johnston. And Davis Sheck will inbound the ball. Stewart, Pettis, Brown, and Morrow. Underneath the Pettis, his layup is good. He got right around Tornabane for the basket. Good setup play out of the inbounds, and Sheck finds Jalen, who's doing a great job cutting to the basket. He's done it all night, and uh, he's been converting as he gets the ball at the block. Maroon's making a little run. It's down to 12, 40 to 28. Corner three by Proctor is, or rather by Lewis, is no good. Rebound Dowling, one and done. Here come the Maroons. Morrow with it in the front court. Drew comes off a ball screen by Pettis, dribbles baseline, and they're going to call blocking foul on Kramer. And all of a sudden, Johnson's kind of in a that, little that, flux here. I think that one went on uh, Tornabane. Tornabane is fourth. It was Kramer and Tornabane trying to take away the baseline, and Tornabane with his fourth foul, and he'll come out, and they'll put the uh, sophomore back in, the starter, Jacob Simpson, and now we've got a what whistle a, what on a the foul. What a play on the inbounds as, uh, as Sheck finds Carson Brown right at the rim. He, he inbounds the ball. Puts the ball right at the rim, and Carson slams it home and draws the foul uh, for a, for an and one to cut this lead possibly to uh, to single digits. Fouls on Lewis. That's his second for Johnson. The and one good. What were you saying about Carson Brown being held scoreless the last time they played uh, Johnson and tonight in the first half? And five was, points now five. for Carson. Keep keep talking there. It, it just becomes so critical in, in this offense that the Maroons run. Now, that they get multiple people shooting the basketball and, and converting. Now a little helter-skelter there, and Johnson throws the ball away as they try to get it inside. They actually had the ball, Dowling had the ball stolen. Johnson stole it back, and they threw it away, trying to lob it into Simpson. It's a nine-point lead for Johnston. Dowling with the ball. Minute to play here in the third. Hang on. 
Dragons have won seven of the last ten games in the two meetings. Johnson winning at Dowling back on January 31st, 59-41, which was uh, 12 days ago. Charlie Stewart with it to Sheck, top of the key, guarded by Lewis. Not a Carson Brown, he's guarded by Proctor. 40 seconds remaining. Carson Brown in the lane, reverse layup, no good. Rebound Lewis and Johnston. And they're going to hold for one as the possession arrow favors Johnson here, Jimmy. So this could be a two-possession swing for the Dragons, leading by nine. Well, I can certainly see something where Trey Lewis is going to take it one-on-one, and as the rooms collapse, maybe collapse, maybe kicking it out to uh, to their wings. And right now they're sitting out there with Proctor in the wing and, and uh, Roosh on, on the wing. All right, here is Lewis with it. Gets it over to Simpson. He gets rid of it to Proctor. Now in the corner, stolen away by Davis Sheck as the pass intended for Lewis. He was going to drill the three or attempt the three with 1.5 seconds. Watch for the catch and shoot. Kramer and Simpson underneath. Let's see if Coach Frick runs his out-of-bounds play here. They lob it into Simpson. And now here is the shot. They won't, it won't count if it goes by Lewis from just inside the three-point line. No good. And it's 40-31, to 31, our score. Johnston with the lead over Dowling. We'll take a break and come back with the fourth quarter in one minute. Johnston leading Dowling 40-31 to 31 at the end of three quarters here in the Johnston Gym on Iowa Catholic Radio. Thought of the day with Monsignor Frank Bagnano. How do we get over those rough spots in life which we all experience? Are they really part of God's goodness and God's plan? The answer is simple in Proverbs 34, Taste and see the goodness of the Lord. By seeing His providential love working in every small detail or occurrence of life, suddenly I find something I've lost, a kind word from someone else, an unexpected blessing. These small tastes help us in those moments when adversity strikes, and my instinct is to doubt. By seeing God's hand in small things, I can trust Him in those events I don't understand. I believe His words to Isaiah. My thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are my ways your ways, says the Lord. For as the heavens are high above the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts above your thoughts. And that is today's Thought of the Day. And we're back here at the Johnson Gym as Johnson has the basketball first to start the fourth quarter. Kramer gets inside, his shot is no good. Rebound comes down to Johnson. It's stolen away by Dowling as Charlie Stewart comes away with it. It's Stewart, Morrow, Carson Brown, Jalen Pettis, and Davis Sheck, the five on the floor for Dowling Catholic as the Maroons outscored Johnston 11-8 in that third quarter. Jimmy, both teams hit four field goals, four two-point field goals, but Dowling three out of four at the free throw line. Sheck for three in the corner, leaves it short, and a rebound Johnston and Trey Lewis. Now Lewis underneath, cut off. Leaves it for Kramer. His shot up, no good. Hits the deck. Rebound Simpson and is put back up and no good. Rebound Dowling and Morrow. Two shots at it there and the Dragons couldn't convert. Drew in the lane and draws the foul. The basket is no good as he shot the ball as he got hit. And a foul called and free throws coming for Johnston and Stephen Kramer with his third foul and Drew Morrow to the free throw line for two. And you got to look some numbers real quick, Jimmy. Tail two tapes, uh, Dowling started uh, heating up in, the, in their shooting. They are 7 of 16 on the game, now 43% from the field. Their three-point shooting has really been uh, a, a, a Achilles heel to them. 2 of 16 from the three-point arc Ooh. for 
15 total rebounds and six total turnovers on the game. Uh, Johnston, 52% from the field, uh, 28% from the three-point uh, arc, which they cooled off a little bit, 19 total rebounds and eight turnovers. All right, Morrow hits both free throws. He's got 10 points tonight. Johnson the other way. Kramer dishes it off to uh, Ruish. His three-pointer no good. Ball slapped out of bounds. They say went off Johnston. The uh, Johnston student body underneath the uh, Johnston basket didn't agree. You hear a few noises out there, cat calls, kind of like what we do when we hear Coach uh, Cataldo make a wrong call in football. Well, get, that, get that from the media. <laughs> I tuned that out. <laughs> I know you did. You know, the Maroons got this down to seven, and they had a chance to really cut into this and then turn the ball over. Carson Brown, a bad pass, thrown away by Johnson. Lewis underneath is shot up. No good. Drew the foul. And free throws coming for Lewis. Fouls on Davis Sheck, and that's his third. So Sheck has, is the first Dowling player with three fouls. Steven Kramer with three fouls, along with Sam Tornabane with four fouls, or for Johnston, Jimmy. It's just you know, Johnston really makes you pay when you turn the ball over. It becomes a double negative because the turnover hurts, but the way Johnston gets out and runs on transition uh, really forces uh, their opponents, in this case the Maroons, to get back, and oftentimes they convert. Lewis hits one of two free throws. He has 11 points to lead the Dragons. 41-33, and now violation against Dowling. They get him for the double dribble. Yeah, they, caught, they caught Joey, uh, you know, trying to pass the ball, and the ball slips out of his hand, hits the ground, you know, as he clutches it, uh, which is, is, is a double-dribble violation. Tonight's game sponsored in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic, along with construction professionals and dental associates. 41-33 is our score, six minutes remaining here in the fourth quarter. Johnson with the lead over Dowling. The Dragons have led by as many as 16. Dowling's got it down to eight right now. Underneath, Lewis has a shot blocked by Pettis. Safe from going out of bounds by Coppola. Carson Brown had a hand on that. And here's Coppola in the front court. Coppola dribbling through traffic, kicks it back out to Morrow. And Maroons will set their offense. Now Morrow launched a three right wing. Oh, Good! Big. Drew Morrow from the right wing, three. And it cuts the Dragon lead to five with five and a half left, Jimmy. Drew, Drew has all three of the, of the Maroons' three-point makes, which, which isn't many based on the number of shots. But what a big shot in, in, in the, in the uh, middle of the fourth quarter to cut the lead to four. You know, the Maroons are in a position where they haven't been with Johnston in, in, in the two games is, is being in the game in the fourth quarter. Let's see if they can really put this thing uh, away or, or get it down to the last minute and have a shot to win this game. 41-36 is our score. Johnston by five. As I mentioned earlier, Dragons had a 16-point lead at one time here in the second half, and Dowling's whittled it down to five. Nice game on Iowa Catholic Radio, brought to you in part by Mercy One, the Catholic tuition organization in Skeffin's formal wear. And this may wake him up, but uh, Michael Morrow, so he's sitting next to me. He's down in Indianola watching his other grandson play, Norwalk at Indianola, the Battle of Warren County. So, Michael, best of luck to uh, uh, Vinny Morrow, who plays for Norwalk. And, of course, Drew just hit that three to cut the Dowling lead, the Johnson lead to five and bring Dowling within five of Johnson. How about that? It, it, it makes it so hard on parents and grandparents when yeah. you got you know players at, at two different schools and you want to you know see both but you know it's, it's nice that we are able to telecast this on the radio so you know, multiple people can hear as, as they're off watching uh, you know other games but again runes cut this down to five doing a great job on their defensive side uh you know as long as it's not a transition play the maroons defense has been pretty pretty tough johnson coming out with a double high post pick coach brian frick i knew he'd draw up a play 
And he is. Now here's Kramer working one-on-one -on -one against Brown. Now a backdoor cut by Ryan. Layup good. Kramer with the pass. And Mason Ryan finishes it. And that stems the Dowling Tide for now. The Maroons got caught kind of watching the, 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 the dribble drive and didn't see their, their guy cutting on, on the wing uh, or baseline uh, for the back backdoor uh, two-point shot. And they thought Kramer would take the shot, and he was the assist man on that as Ryan snuck down the baseline. Dowling with the ball. Here's Coppola with it over to Sheck. Lob pass inside to Pettis. Layup good. Right over the big guy, Jacob Simpson. Pettis, and what a pass. Great conversion by Pettis right at the rim. Uh, caught it at the rim, put it up. But great pass by Davis Sheck to put the ball right at the rim where uh, where only Jalen could catch it. And he did. He helped uh, leap uh, the big guy, Simpson, at 6'5". And now here is Kramer. He'll isolate him. Carson Brown underneath. Kramer shot, fall fouls. Oh, good rebound, Carson Brown. Kramer getting frustrated. Dallas stepped up their defense in transition. Here's Coppola for three off the mark. No good. And the rebound, Johnson. Kramer with it. Down court. Cut off by Carson Brown. For the big guy, Simpson trailing for three. Good. And that is Jacob Simpson's first three points of the night for the starting center. Didn't get, uh, Dowling got caught uh, not finding their man. Left Simpson wide open uh, in, in on the wing to, to hit his three. We'll take a one-minute break. 4.03 left. Fourth quarter. Johnson, 46, Dowling, 38, here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. cpcustomhomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. And we're back here at the Johnson Gym. Mark Amadil, Jimmy Cataldo. Just under four minutes left, fourth quarter, 46-38. Johnson with the lead. Morrow now as they run. Dowling comes out with a uh, out of the timeout. They'll run a three by Coppola. No good. Rebound slapped around into the hands of Lewis. Bruins had a look, and now here's Lewis all the way down court and layup with the right hand good from the right you side. you got to get back on transition. Uh, they make you pay when you miss. Uh, so one of two things, don't miss or get back on defense. And now a steal. Bad pass by Dowling. Stepped right in front of uh, Carson Brown. And a timeout called by Johnson. We'll keep it here with 3.27 remaining here in the fourth quarter. And the Johnson lead back up to 10 after the Maroons had it whittled down to five, Jimmy. You look at uh, shot selection. Uh, the Maroons certainly uh, just not, not converting on their three-point shot. Have, have four three-point shots in the fourth quarter have made one, mm -hmm. but just one field goal attempt uh, by the Maroons in the fourth quarter. You know, one of two things: you got to make your threes, or you got to start taking the ball to the basket. Because if you start, if you if you miss and you put Johnson on transition, the lead's going to explode. Want to remind Dowling fans: you can sign up for the Bash on Buffalo Road that begins on Saturday, April 9th, for a night of fellowship, celebration, and bidding. 
Bass features uh, silent and live auctions with over 100 items, uh, mystery wine, pole, and a restaurant row, and a $5,000 cash raffle drawing. Uh, dinner and drinks are included. Your, your $60 admission ticket. And, uh, again, that will be on Saturday, April 9th at, the, at Dowling. All right, out of the timeout, Johnson with the basketball. They have two timeouts remaining. So does Dowling. Kramer now a pass over in the corner to Ruish for three. It's no good. Weak side rebound, Proctor, and the Dragons retain possession with uh, as we approach the three-minute mark here, Jimmy. Well, Maroons came out and, and did a, a full-court trap press. Uh, Johnson breaks it. Uh, they get the open three, and then the re- offensive rebound. Now, Coppola with the steal and basket, and Lewis let him score. They didn't want to pick up a foul, and Maroons pick up a turnover in basket by Coppola, and that is his sixth point. You know, typically the Maroons in their full-court press, uh, you know, force a few turnovers. you got to hope Johnson misses some shots here to get yourself back into this game. 48-40, Johnson by eight. A couple guys next to you with coats on. I don't know what that's about, Jimmy. Johnson with the basketball, Ruish, guarded by Charlie, by, by Drew Morrow, excuse me, to Kramer. Down the corner it goes to Lewis. Lewis goes baseline against uh, Coppola. Nearly lost the ball and a reaching foul on Coppola. That'll be the 15th foul on Dowling. The Maroons have one more to give. You know, not, not a bad foul by, by Joey. He's, he's, he's trying to create some type of a turnover to uh, to get get Dowling's, uh, the ball back in Dowling's hands with being down eight, two and a half minutes. 2.20 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Johnson will inbound the ball underneath their own basket. 17 fouls on Johnson, five on Dowling. Coppola picking up the foul, and that is his third foul as Johnson with it. Backing in is Ryan. His shot up and good. He posts up his man. And I believe it was Davis Sheck. Just, just muscled Sheck down into the block. Uh, and Sheck just giving ground, giving ground. And Davis uh, found himself right at the block. Easy shot. Ryan has nine points. Got the start tonight on senior night. Now the ball loose and picked up by Coppola. Dowling on the offensive end. Here's Morrow with it. Drew dribbles off his foot. Leaves it for Sheck. They lob it inside to Pettis. Dave. Jalen, a head fake, a shot up, and no good. He drew the foul as the ball rolled around the rim. It would have counted. And Simpson picks up the foul, his second, and free throws coming for Pettis. Had an opportunity for an and one. Needed that one to go in, of course, to uh, keep chipping away at this, but Jalen getting great uh, position on the block uh, for the entry pass. Uh, It's right there for him. 13 points now for Pettis as he makes the first free throw, second free throw coming. For Pettis tonight, minute 46 remaining here in the fourth quarter, 50 to 41, Johnson by nine. Second free throw is short. Pettis with 13 points, rebound Johnston. Dragons in the front court. Here's Kramer with it, guarded by Carson Brown. Dowling stays man-to-man, but they've been helping. Maroons have one more foul to give. Here's Ruish with it, and it's poked away by, Char- by Drew Morrow, but he drew the foul, got a little bit more body than ball, and Drew picks up his third foul. So Marl, Sheck, and Coppola with three fouls each for Dowling. For Johnston, Kramer with three fouls. And Tornabane on the bench with four for the Dragons. As they inbound it, Lewis will throw, rather, Ryan will throw it in. Mason Ryan gets it to Lewis, who's guarded by Coppola. He's done a nice job on him tonight. Really haven't heard much from him here in the second half. And now, oh, he finds a beautiful cut by Simpson to lay up good. That's how valuable Lewis is. That's why he's one of the top assist mans in the state. Now a corner three, good by Carson Brown, a timeout Dowling. Carson with his 
first three of the night. And he has eight points. Lewis with his, or rather Simpson with his fifth point for Johnston. It's, it's so hard to contain Trey Lewis on the dribble drive. And he worked so hard on him throughout the night that he's bound to get free. And he got free that time. Dowling with the help defense, which uh, allowed uh, Jacob Simpson to cut back door for the two-point. But big three-point shot by, uh, by Carson Brown with eight points tonight. Uh, if the Maroons can hit some shots uh, and get some turnovers, uh, you know, Anything can happen. Minute 15 remaining here in the fourth quarter. Johnston 52, Dowling 44. Earlier tonight, the girls' contest, it was number one Johnston defeating number five Dowling 60 to 28. Johnston girls conclude their regular season with a record of 21 and zero, and they will go into the postseason to the semifinals a week from tomorrow, and they will host Council Bluffs Lincoln here at the Johnston Gym in the first round of the Class 5A girls regional. Dowling girls are on the road tomorrow at Cedar Falls and then they will host Ames a week from tomorrow. That'll be our next broadcast. Dowling hosting Ames on one week from tomorrow on Saturday. We will be on the air at 645, 7 o'clock tip off and a whistle and a foul in the backcourt on the Maroons. That'll be on Davis check his fourth and Trey Lewis the free throw line for the Johnson Dragons. He has 13 points tonight. First free throw is good. Trey Lewis is uh, 87% free throw shooter on the year. Obviously, not somebody you want to foul, but you're forced to foul on that one. Both free throws are good. Lewis with 15 points. 54-44. Johnson by 10. Check for three in the corner. It's no good in the right wing. And a whistle and a foul in the backcourt on Carson Brown with the reach in. Just can't buy one on those threes, and just uh, the Maroons have put up a you got the notes, a, lot, a lot of threes tonight. Uh, that's their that was their twenty second three point shot. Carson just made one, and that and they've made uh, three on the year or on on, on, on the night three oh. three for twenty two. Lewis the free throw line, and his first one is good. He's now has sixteen points. And the second free throw good. Seventeen points now for Lewis. Trey came in averaging 22.2. And it's 56-44, Johnson by 12. Long three by Morrow, no good. Well defended by Kramer and a rebound and a loose ball foul on Dowling, they're saying. And that'll be on Pettis, his third. 51 seconds remaining. It's just tough, you know, right now confidence comes into play. Uh, you know, Joey Capola is looking for, for Drew Morrow, uh, thinking that maybe he has the hot hand. Who's, Drew has hit hit uh, you know three uh, threes tonight, uh, but you got to have some confidence in, in, in what you're doing. And yeah, you do. As Ryan misses the free throw, Dowling the other way, a three pointer good by Davis Sheck, corner three. That's his second three of the night. 56-47, Johnston. 40 seconds remaining. It's maroon team. They're going to uh, fall to six and 13. Play with a lot of effort. They play hard. They've been in it. They were, to mention Jimmy, they were down 16, and they came back. They could have quit. They came back and cut it to five, and now the Dragons with a timeout as this will be a 30-second timeout. Johnston makes it tough on you when you're when you're looking to foul somebody, and, and Trey Lewis and Stephen Kramer are able just to pass the ball and, and break the press. Trey Lewis, like I said, is an 87% free throw shooter, and then Stephen Kramer shooting 84% on the year. That <laughs> makes it tough. Like, who do you foul? You know, you try to open a goodness and get the ball into somebody else's hands, uh, but they're not able to do it. 
Tonight's game in Iowa Catholic Radio brought to you in part by the Catholic Tuition Organization along with Skeffin's Formal Wear and Mercy One. We mentioned our next broadcast here in Iowa Catholic Radio will be uh, a week from tomorrow night as the Dowling girls will be in action, taking on Ames in their uh, semifinal, as they called in the uh, girls' postseason regionals. It'll be on Saturday, March, or February 19th, excuse me. And if the Dowling girls successful against Ames, they'll play on February 22nd, that Tuesday night, 5A regional final. The right to go to state and out of the lower bracket might be Waukee Northwest. They'll play the uh, Fort Dodge Sioux City winner. And a foul now on Dowling as Coppola picks up his fourth foul here, Jimmy. Yeah, put, put uh, Mason Ryan on the line. But you go back to the, to the girls and, and their path to, uh, to Wells Fargo. The first time playing Ames uh, this year. and you got to think you're in a pretty good position to that. Maybe setting up a, a route against Waukee Northwest, who they've seen already this year. Correct. And, they got they have a, a gal Reagan Bartholomew who's a, who's a heck of a player and could be a tough uh, tough entry game for the Maroons. Both free throws good by Mason Ryan. He has 11 points and a timeout on the floor. We'll keep it here. Final minute of the first half and uh, Coach Brian Frick's going to empty the bench okay. on senior night. Frick's going to bring in uh, his seniors. Uh, the student body recognized them. You can to our right. Maroons are going to stay, I think, with their lineup. Uh, now they're going to they're going to make the substitution as well. The Maroons are. Looks like uh, Jake Anderson, Harrison. Let's see here: Harrison Grant, uh, Danny Nielsen, Jalen Thompson. And we'll pick up the uh, players. That's what we're going to see here in the final minute of this contest. Reminder, other games going on tonight. Lincoln and Hoover right now are playing for the Metro Conference title. That game is at Hoover. Tumbles at Roosevelt, East at North, along with Southeast Polk at Waukee. Urbandale at Valley. These are all girl-boy doubleheaders. The Battle of Ankeny going on. That'll be televised on CISN. I don't know if they invited Pollock to that part of town or not in Ankeny. Uh, Probably not. (laughs) Ankeny Centennial at Ankeny tonight being televised on CISN. Fort Dodge at Mesa City and Waukee Northwest. Makes the trek to Marshalltown. Hard right, to be Dowling basketball, and both teams have emptied the benches. So we'll play catch up here for Dowling, as you mentioned. Uh, Jake Anderson in there, driven the ball up as Harrison Grant. Also in there for Dowling is Jalen Thompson. And now here's a basket by Jake Anderson for the Maroons. How about that? He got loose on the left side and scored. Jake. One of your cornerbacks and free safeties on football. And now a long three at the horn. No good by – that's a great sight down there. Yeah. For, good sportsmanship by the Maroons. Dartavius Young, six-foot senior, special kid. And the Maroons let him shoot the three. It's no good. 58-49 is our final. Johnson with the win. And the Dragons now improve their record on the season – to 15 and three, Dowling falls to six and 13, and uh, the, the Maroons will travel to Linmar of Marion High School and just outside Cedar Rapids tomorrow. They'll take on number three Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Tip off at one o'clock for Johnston. Their next game will be 
Tuesday night, they'll be traveling to Des Moines Hoover. That game will start early. It'll be a 6-15 boys only contest. And then Johnston next week finishes out their regular season as they travel to Ames next Friday night. Number one Ames, whose record now is 16-1 going into tonight. Again, for Dowling, their next game uh, will be tomorrow at Cedar Rapids Kennedy, or taking on Cedar Rapids Kennedy. Then next Thursday, they have one game, and that'll be Thursday night. Dowling hosting Des Moines East at 615 at the Dowling Gym. Be uh, boys, freshman, sophomore, and varsity game. We will not carry that. Our next broadcast will be on Saturday as we'll stick with the Dowling girls and their first round against Ames. We'll take a break, come back with our post-game show. Jimmy Cataldo and I will total up some of the numbers. And if uh, you can give us a two-minute break, Jeff Piggott, that'd be great. Two minutes, we'll total up the numbers, and we'll be back. Final score again from Johnson High School. Johnson 58, Dowling 49 in the boys game. Girls game won by Johnson 60-28 to as the Dragons sweep the Maroons here at the Johnson Gym. Back in two minutes here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. This is a Young Catholic Minute. Why should I save myself for marriage? On February 14, 1992, I held 23 Punch-Out! Sesame Street Valentines and one Valentine starring the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I couldn't wait to give it to the one woman, well, girl, in my entire kindergarten class who I thought was special enough to receive it. Believe it or not, the gift of yourself is infinitely more precious than a Ninja Turtles Valentine, and it should be saved for more than just someone special who I love so much. When you give yourself to your husband or wife in marriage, you love like Christ, who gave his body up to sanctify his bride in a new covenant. In the same way, sex is only loving when it is a living out of the covenant of marriage. Otherwise, it's just lust. And so the more time you spend with Jesus, who is love and invented marriage, the more the beauty of sex will appeal to you, and the more the empty glamour of lust won't. For more, go to youtube.com slash youngcatholic. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Skeffington's Formal Wear. In business since 1951, with locations in Des Moines, West Des Moines, Coralville, and Ankeny. Skeffington's Formal Wear, fitting you for life celebrations. Online at skeffingtons.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Golden Rule Heating and Cooling. Since 1999, Golden Rule Heating and Cooling has been supporting customers with their rules to live by. Respect, understanding, loyalty, expertise, and service. GoldenRulePHC.com And we're back here at the Johnson Gym alongside Jim Cataldo, Mark Amadeo. Final score tonight in the boys' contest, 58-49, Johnson with the win over Dowling. They improved their record to 15-3. and three. Dowling falls to 6-13. and 13. And, uh, Jimmy, I think we got everything totaled up. I got everything but the free throws in the fourth quarter, but I'll catch those when you're giving our listeners the update. Johnson had four players tonight in double figures. Dowling had two players in double figures. And you go ahead and lead off there. So Maroons on the night, uh, 10 of 19 from the field, shot 52%. Uh, Shot the ball pretty well. They just didn't take, you know, enough chances in the, uh, below the three-point arc. Where the the thing that hurt them tonight was just shooting five of twenty-four from the three-point arc, just twenty percent. 
17 total rebounds and then nine turnovers for, for Johnson, who the Maroons did a nice job holding them under under their season average to 58 points. Shot the ball uh, you know, very well, 16 of 31 from the field for 51%, and 5 of 18 from the three-point arc, 27%. 27 total rebounds and then just 10 turnovers. Uh, you know, Maroons kept uh, Trey Lewis under his average, kept Stephen Kramer under his average. So defensively, they didn't do a bad job. It just just a poor shooting night again for uh, for the Maroons, and that just seems to be their just their Achilles heel is not being able to hit you know three point shots uh, to keep themselves in these games. If if they're going to shoot them, they got to hit them. Otherwise, they're doing a, a, a nice job feeding Jalen Pettis tonight and and uh, getting the ball around the rim. Uh, but you just look at, 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 at the three point shot, and you just hope, gosh, if we can just hit just just a, a, a fraction of those, and, and we're right in this game, just you know, losing uh, by nine. Well, and funny you say that. Dowling outscored Johnston in the second half, 29-27, but trouble was the Maroons trailed by 12 at halftime, 32-20, and that was a great effort. And it all started. They had, Johnston was taking the lead, and they were up, what, 16, going into the third quarter, maybe uh, three, four minutes, and all of a sudden Dragons hit that wall or Dowling's defense stepped up, which I think is a little bit of both. And the Maroons started putting baskets together. They still struggled from the three. They didn't need that. When they started attacking the glass and getting some and ones, things changed. And Dowling outscoring Johnson in that second half. And that's why we, we saw in the fourth quarter the Maroons cut it to four, cut it to five. Cut it to five. And then you just couldn't find that hot hand. And you see uh, you know, breath of, of energy from Carson Brown in that second half. We talked about him being held scoreless mm-hmm. in the first game and then held scoreless in the first half. Uh, I believe, but certainly uh, you know took a, a, a big uh, you know boost of energy for him in the second half, scoring eight points uh, total for the game, and you need that. You're looking for that hot hand. You know, Drew Morrow's working his tail off to get open, uh, moving without the ball, and and the Maroons are finding their shots. They're, they're not like they're shooting really contested three point shots. It's just they just couldn't find the one guy to have a hot hand tonight, and uh, like I said, it was their Achilles heel. In the final, it was uh, Dowling trailing uh, throughout most of the game. Bruins had a three-point lead early in the first quarter, but uh, the Dragons with a 12-point lead, their largest lead the first half, was at halftime, and they built it up to a 16-point lead. Dowling cut it to five, and the Dragons won it by nine, 58-49. And uh, we'll take a break and come back with final thoughts. Again, this is our last broadcast until the postseason starts for the Dowling girls a week from tomorrow night. We'll have uh, the Dowling Ames girls first round matchup. And the Dowling boys will start on uh, President's Day that Monday night. They have the play-in game. They host Des Moines North. We'll have that game followed by hopefully the Dowling girls playing the regional final the next night so we can go back-to-back three games in about four days. But they're single games as this is the final doubleheader of the year. And of course tonight here at Johnson as we saw, senior night, Jimmy. You're not going to know what to do with yourself. You one know? game? Yeah, with one game. Save I mean, my voice. You uh you, you know you, you, you really uh you know get yourself into that uh into that uh mantra of just doing two games. Now there's just one. So you're you know, going to come home early. Yeah. You're going to hopefully starts. bring home dinner. 7 o'clock starts. Hopefully dinner will be at home already. You ever think of that? You know, I by the way, I hope everything's going on with uh, with your wife uh, battling some illness. Hopefully everything's well. Obviously, if you're here tonight, I guess it is because normally she wants you by her side. I don't know why, but she does. <laughs> no, no, huh? no. She's like, don't you have a game tonight? Like, well, that's it. I'm like, no, tomorrow. Oh, that's why you were saying, hey, can I do both? <laughs> and I said, no, we got a much more professional guy, Scott Babinet, that did the boys' game, and I appreciate Scott coming out of retirement. Coach Babinet's a, a tremendous, tremendous guy, and so. I miss him, him on that bench. And you look yes. down the bench, and it's like, you know, you, 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 you see Joe and you see Audrey, and it's like, where 
is Babinet. It's it's empty, but that's right. You got a nice group. All right, we'll take a break. Our final break of the night, folks. And again, if you joined us late in the girls' game, number one Johnson defeated fifth-ranked Dowling, sixty to twenty-eight in the girls' contest. And in the boys' game, uh, Johnson held, holding off Dowling, fifty-eight forty-nine uh, for Johnson here at the Johnson Gym on Senior Night, getting the doubleheader uh, sweep. We'll be back for final thoughts after this timeout here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio comes from Mercy One, your expert circle of personalized care for all your health needs. With more care locations than anyone, your best life is their one purpose. Find your doctor at mercyone.org. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Ashworth Vision Clinic. Complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. 515-440-4610. AshworthVision.com. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Dental Associates, addressing your smile needs and dreams. 515-225-6742. Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Thank you, Dental Associates, for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio is provided by Construction Professionals. Construction Professionals does remodeling and new construction. Construction Professionals is a Catholic family business built on a strong foundation. CPCustomHomes.com. Thank you, Construction Professionals, for supporting Iowa Catholic Radio. Right back here at the Johnston Gym as the place is emptying out. Jimmy, I saw some guys, and I do say guys, or none of the ladies would be involved, uh, put their coats on a little early and were joining us up here. I was asking where they were going. I said there's four minutes left, and it's uh, what almost a five-point lead, but they exited stage left. So you know anything uh, about that? Are you going to catch up with any of those guys later? Well, you know, when, there, when there's a, a, a pizza on the other end of that drive, uh-huh. They're leaving early. You know, they, they have That's phones. Right. They all have pretty good-sized phones. They can call and order ahead and have it ready wherever they're going. But, you see, uh, you, you know. don't enjoy dinner. I mean, you got to sit down. you got to mm-hmm. enjoy. You don't, but can you, you can have it ready when you walk into the establishment. Well, but, you know, a lot of it is, is, is enjoying the conversation, the talk, the – I'm saying all this because you're the one that's going to walk into that tonight. I'm going home and, you know, <laughs> relax, see who won. And, you it's know, Friday night. It, it is. Well, yeah, it is. And it's, it's nine, almost 9.30, and we're here at Johnson High School on a Friday night. <laughs> Final girl-boy doubleheader of the year. Did I say that earlier? It's, it's, I, it, everything's going to get a lot real. And, mm-hmm. you know, for the Maroons, you turn around, you have to play Cedar Rapids-Kennedy tomorrow at Linmar. And, uh, the boys do, yeah. The boys do. And, uh, and then the girls are, are playing at Cedar Falls. <laughs> So it isn't like you know exactly you can get a you know something to to work on some of your you know things you, you want to work on your shooting especially and, and things like that but you know they're going to turn around they're going to play a, a really good opponent tomorrow both teams and and uh, then the, then the postseason is right around the corner for them and you can see what kind of run they can make you know I just got to thinking about this Coach Wilson the athletic director you know your guy with the football you know you you help him call plays whatever during the season we help. <clears throat> You know, try to keep you under control in the media box, the press box at Valley Stadium. But you look, Boys State swimming, the swim team in in Iowa City right now, got to be a bus there. And you got wrestling going on in Council Bluffs tomorrow with the Dowling wrestlers uh, going there, eight teams. And then one bus going to Cedar Falls, Dowling girls, and another one going to uh, uh, Linmar High School where Dowling will play Cedar Rapids Kennedy in the Linmar tournament. That's four different buses maybe going. Uh, is this. You know, I'm thinking you guys might be traveling by car next year with some of your road games and football. Is that, that know, possible? When, when, when Coach Wilson is, is going to have to cut some costs, don't be surprised if he's not driving that bus. And uh-huh. you got O'Connor driving the other bus. Oh, I want to anyway, see this. But, uh, 
I'm, yeah, just, I'm just pointing I, that out. I said, this could come out of the football budget because there's a lot of buses going different ways tomorrow. I didn't see Coach O'Connor or Coach uh, Wilson here tonight. They may be up traveling with the swim team. Could uh, be. Uh, or at least one of them. And Or as you said, it's Friday night. Yeah, <laughs> they no might kidding. Be, <laughs> no kidding. Hey, we want to thank everybody here at Johnson High School. Yeah, I got a few pats in the back from, from some of them. You know, I could have replaced you with Jellick. You could have sat here, but I didn't. I kept, you know, I said, you had your dialing stuff on. I said, that's all right, but. Best of luck to uh, uh, the Johnson girls. They've got a strong team. They're 21-0. they got a week off, and they get ready for their regional. Uh, so that'll be interesting. Des Moines North might be the opponent in the regional final. And Haywood Boston and North girls had an outstanding year and appreciate everything Haywood does. He's been in the coaching business. He was my roommate down at Simpson back in the day when we were coaching. He was at Hoover and I was at Carlisle with Coach Fontana. It, 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 it's yeah. one of the better seasons that Des Moines North Absolutely. girls basketball has had. Absolutely. And so many years and and so they're uh they're uh you know their way of of, of getting congratulated uh graduated on is playing number one johnston right possibly in the uh in the in the sub say or what would you call them in the regional, regional finals yeah regional so. semifinals but well it would be a regional final if north comes from that bottom but right. uh, they would have not been ranked in the top 15 in, in 5a basketball des moines north i'm speaking of and now they get the 16th seed basically they're the number two seed the 16th 16 playing one basically and uh congratulations to haywood boston but they got a young team they'll be back next year i look at the roster they got a couple seniors but he's been doing a good job he's been nurturing uh, all those so well jimmy appreciate your help uh we'll talk to you a week from tonight that'll be uh, the, the saturday night game as we'll be at the dowling gym for one game and i'll be dowling and aims to open up girls regional play so looking forward to it we've been talking about postseason for Feels like a couple weeks now, and it's 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 going to start up, and yeah. let's see what uh, what this young maroon uh, girls team is is made of, and see if they can bounce back from some of these losses uh, late in the season, and see if they can make a run and, and get themselves uh, a, a spot in that Wells Fargo um, uh, tournament uh, seating. Yeah, well, it's it's uh, again Saturday, February nineteenth. That's one week from tomorrow. It'll be our next broadcast, Dowling and Ames, seven o'clock from the Dowling Gym. We'll be on there at six forty-five. And the winner of that game will play the winner of the bottom bracket, Urbandale at Cedar Rapids Kennedy. And the winner of that game this Wednesday will play at Waukee Northwest. And uh, the winners will play on Tuesday night at the highest remaining seed. That's how the girls' postseason works. But then so. you look at the boys and, you know, talk about that. I think they like where they're at. You know, they, they, they take on uh, Des Moines North themselves. Mm-hmm. That would be uh, on which, President's which, Day which, which night. They, yep. feel, they feel, you know, hey, look, we, we're battle-tested. we got the number one. Strength of, of schedule, so we know we can play against the top teams. If you win that game, you take on a pot, likely a Council Bluffs Abe Lincoln team who has lost Josh, Josh Dix on the year, mm-hmm. who scored 21 points against the Maroons the last time they played, was right. a big part of that win early in the year uh, against the Maroons. So who knows? You could see this Johnston team a third time if the Maroons do what they need to do and Johnston does what they need to do, and they're going to meet possibly again. Uh, right here, right, correct? Well, it'd be a neutral site. Boys neutral do site. neutral site, but Johnson Dowling could meet boys sub state final to go to state. You are so exactly we we right. love the what ifs. I mean, what that, ifs? That, that, that's that's what, what the media you, you love to put some hypotheticals together, but certainly it's uh, it's something that that can happen. Uh, both the boys and girls uh, teams for for Dowling Catholic is you know they just got to take care of business, and certainly if they continue to play hard, uh, you know there's 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 some good things ahead of them, and see what happens. Well, this is our final radio broadcast until the postseason. Again, the Dowling boys will play Thursday night at home. 
uh, 7.30 against uh, Des Moines East. And uh, that will be this coming Thursday. And, of course, the Dowling girls and boys will be playing tomorrow. Girls at Cedar Falls. Boys are at Linmar High School taking on third-ranked Kennedy. So our next broadcast will be, uh, as we mentioned, on Saturday, as the Saturday, February 19th. And we'll be on the air at 6.45, you and I, Dowling hosting Ames. The only time those two teams have uh, met during the regular season. So we look forward to that. And Jimmy, thanks for all you do. Thanks for uh, scooting over and doing the uh, – the boys game tonight from uh, I just want you to recognize I got my first pat on the back. I mean it took a full game. Was I got that your no, mom? I got no pats on the back. You Was that your you mom? Know, Mr. Popular out here at Johnston. I'm I'm chopped liver, but <laughs> before we go off the broadcast I got my first pat on the back. So there. Glad you got that <laughs> off your chest. Enjoy your pizza with the guys that left early. I mean they could have called ahead and would have been there if they would have left following you know watching the game to the end, but uh, uh, appreciate all you do, Jimmy. Yes. Thanks for your perspective, and we'll talk to you next Saturday yes. night. Yes, thanks, Mark. That'll wrap things up from the Johnson Gym, and our thanks to everybody here at Johnson, uh, including their athletic director, Josh Toby, who accepted the uh, athletic director's job at uh, Norwalk High School. So uh, thank Melissa, who is acting AD tonight, Tammy Nelson, Randy Sparks, IT guy. Thanks to all of them. Without them, we couldn't, <laughs> we wouldn't have been set up, and uh, we appreciate all they did. And, of course, uh, thanks to the Johnson fans. Senior night, recognizing their uh, cheerleaders, basketball teams, and, and whatnot. So hats off to them. And our thanks to Dowling coaches, Kristen Meyer, and, of course, uh, Clay Thielking for joining us. Our next broadcast will be next Saturday night. February 19th, one week from tomorrow, the girls' regional semis aims at Dowling from the Dowling Gym. Join us for the broadcast here on Iowa Catholic Radio. Jimmy and I will go on for pregame at 645. The girls will tip it off at 7 o'clock from the Dowling Gym. For my broadcast partners, Scott Babinett and Jimmy Cataldo, I'm Mark Amadell. Our thanks to our sponsors and Jeff Piggott, our studio producer. From all of us here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, the final scores for the final time tonight in the girls' contest, Johnson defeated Dowling 60-28. to uh, Johnson Dragons include their regular season, a record of 21-0. Fifth-ranked Dowling falls to 16-5, and and they travel to Cedar Falls uh, tomorrow. And the Dowling-Johnson uh, boys game, Johnson 58, Dowling 49, as the Maroons' record falls to 6-13, and and Johnson uh, improves its record to 15-3. and from, from all of us here on the Iowa Catholic Radio Network, have a safe and blessed, faith-filled evening. So long. From the Johnson Gym. Our coverage of Dowling Catholic Sports is underwritten by Ashworth Vision Clinic, Construction Professionals, Dental Associates, the Catholic Tuition Organization, Mercy One, and Skeffington's Formaware. Thank you for supporting the businesses that underwrite Iowa Catholic Radio. The proceeding has been a Dowling Catholic Sports presentation on Iowa Catholic Radio.